Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 192. Neil and I have been uh, scheming behind the scenes, haven't we Neil? We have, we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes about this episode. You're feeling pretty tired already, I think, Tom. Right? Yes, exactly. I don't even think I have energy to do the show. We've been we've been pl- so much planning to the for the benefit of you, the listener. Yeah, and talking about planning, I have to say, Tom, like, congratulations to you. Yes, your, your internet is not dropping anymore. I know oh, you've, I know yes. you have recently uh, got new internet service at the house, and it is brilliant. It's crystal clear. Um, so yeah, it only took us 185 episodes yeah. to get well, that figured that out, right? Of- isn't that sort of the charm? Like when you hear a rough demo tape, you're like, oh. And then, then when you hear like the polished major label version, you're like, oh, it's no good. Yeah, they'll be like overproduced. We are the demo. We are the demo tape version of a podcast. Well, not anymore, apparently, because like I said, it sounds it sounds really good. Uh, who do you have now? I have a local company called Ascentech. Ascentech, okay. And before so you when had... I had to call and yell at somebody, it's not an Indian. It's a person <laughs> in the next town over. <laughs> It's, so. an in, it's an Indian the next time. Yeah. yeah. But yes, it's I'm, I'm I'm quite pleased with it, but I also want to murder someone from T-Mobile. So if you know someone who works for T-Mobile, I will gladly murder them. I got an email saying that when, or I got a, I got another bill. So I got another bill for another month. And then I got a letter from them saying, when are you going to return the equipment? Oh, Which boy. I've returned like three weeks ago. So I looked at the UPS tracking and it was returned to them on like two weeks ago or more than two weeks ago so i'm sure we're going to straighten out but the fact of the matter is i'm gonna have to sit on the phone with these people for another hour or two yep i just as soon do the old tire iron trick with them i think you should grab them by the feet hold them upside down and whack them a couple times with the old tire iron you know neil dude it's so funny you say that because i just had exactly the same problem i i changed my car insurance uh from geico to usaa Oh. So uh, that was the middle of last month. So I called them up on the phone. They, you get they, your AARP discount now. They make it very, <laughs> they make it very difficult to cancel them. Right, you can't cancel them online. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to call them up and talk to somebody and that. So I did all that. Went through all the rigmarole. Um, they said okay, so it was canceled. And um, but then just yesterday, I got a new bill from them. <laughs> So it's like I yes. I mean I don't I don't know. I mean is it just an automated system that trails two weeks behind or is it done on purpose because some people actually do it? I don't know. Some you know, some people actually pay it because they're frightened. I, I have no idea. But it's frustrating. Well, when I when I canceled my last internet before I got that horrible T Mobile, I was going through a company called Charter, which is like the local spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Spectrum's a big company. I don't know if you know they are. They're horrible. Yeah, they like suck. literally the lowest customer service yep. ratings in the country. They're like as popular as Congress. <laughs> but when I went to cancel, I, my equipment was eighty years old. It was like a, it was, it was like from a grist mill or something. And they're like, "Well, we can't cancel you until you return that equipment." And the nearest spot, they didn't like send me a label or anything. The nearest spot was like thirty plus miles away. Oh, <laughs> but the joke was on them. Because I went over there and I stood because it was COVID times too, of course. So we all had to stand outside. So I literally ran the company down, badmouthed the company constantly to every single person who would listen. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, congratulations. Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most people just seem sort of nervous about my ranting, but other people clearly took it to heart. Yeah, I- screw you, Spectrum. Screw you, Charter. Screw you all. Well, and the funny thing is, they wanted you return to return equipment, which was archaic anyway. The which they were just oh, going to yeah, 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 they're yeah. throwing it in the garbage. Yeah, it's just it, they're just jerking you around. I mean, it it always seems funny to me that they'll be like, "Oh, you know what? You've got uh, you know you, you're paying for a hundred megabit. We can upgrade you to gig." 
um, you know, for such and such, you have to pay more money. Okay. But then it turns out your equipment doesn't support gig speed, and they never tell you that. So even mm-hmm. though you might be paying for it, you're still getting the same shitty service because your modem doesn't support it. It's a, it's, oh. a, it's such a huge fucking scam. When, or when I signed up for my current service, even, or, or the last one. Well, if you want it turned up, we can do that from the office. Right. So what you're telling me is it costs you zero more for me to double the price of my internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and... Just give me someone to choke, Neil. Just give me some anyone to choke. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a song by that... It was that, it was that grungy band in the... Uh, oh, oh somebody, that's somebody to shove. Somebody to shove. Somebody to choke. <laughs> yeah. You knew give what me I a chicken to choke, Neil. Yeah. I was going to say Simple Minds, but of course it wasn't Simple Minds. What was the name uh, of that? Soul, Soul, Asylum. Soul Asylum. Thank you. Yeah, Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum, who's gotten a little bit of uh, got a little bit of talking on this podcast when I went and saw Scott and I went and saw him. I don't know a year ago or something. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but what, um, I, what I was going to say was, this is a hint to everybody out there: um, if you're paying, whatever you're paying for, I can guarantee you're not getting. So, if you want to see what you're really getting, go to speedtest.net. And it will tra- tell you what your true internet speed is. Do it over a couple of days. Do the same test a few times over over a few days, and average it out. And then call up your cable provider and tell them that you know, hey, I'm paying for 600, and I'm only getting 200. Reliably, only 200, and this is the same, been the same for the last week. So it's not like a weird day spike or something. Mm. And then see what the fuck they'll do for you. Probably nothing. Because <laughs> well, I love, I love. Ninety percent of people won't do that anyway because it seems like a lot of pain in the ass. Honestly. No, it's just it's just going to a website speedtest.net. Um, but the funny thing is that the thing that then they'll fall back on is, well, you know what? It's it's a maximum of six hundred, but we don't guarantee you'll get that. You know, nobody really gets that. But you know, you still should be getting. If you're paying for six hundred, you should be getting five hundred or four fifty or something. They're like, we're sorry, Mister McDougal, that you're sixteen hours a day that you're on Pornhub. You're not getting an <laughs> HD. <laughs> Four four D or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I want my four <laughs> D. I want to be able to see. What kind of porn are you phone. watching? I want to be able to see the zits on the phone, right? The again, again. What kind of porn are you watching, buddy? Four D and zits. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delightful. Gigi Allen's greatest hits. Yeah. Hey, what was that picture of Gigi Allen supposedly kind of get an autograph from Johnny Cash? That yeah, was that had photoshopped, to be fake. right? It had to be fake, right? Yeah, you think it looked so. like I'd done it myself. <laughs> but it would be fun. So, yeah. oh, oh, so speaking of pain in the ass, Neil. So I'm at work today, right? Yeah, yeah. And at the end of our system, we have this. We, at the end of in wastewater, at the end of the system, we have what's called a UV system, where you actually have these UV bulbs that are in the water, and the water passes past these bulbs. It's like the last system of our cleaning. It kills any bacteria that's left hmm. that are too small to get out in the regular system. Mm-hmm. So once in a while we have to do maintenance on these light bulbs. So I'm out there doing my maintenance on these light bulbs, essentially cleaning them off and washing them off. And the trough is about maybe between chest and waist high. So it's it's kind of off the ground a bit. And I couldn't reach to plug something back in. So I went to hoist myself up, just kind of like hoist myself up and put yeah. my butt up there mm-hmm. so I could reach. And I hopped up and I landed and my phone went plop. <laughs> right in the, the shit water. The, down on the bottom of the drain. It was clean water, luckily. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't our in input. It was but I could see it and I could see the screen was still on for a minute and then it went off and I reached down to grab it, but it was deeper than I thought and I, I was in a real awkward position. I actually thought I was gonna die for a couple of seconds. <laughs> How deep is that? Uh, it was probably about chest deep. It was deep enough that I had my arm totally under. My shirt sleeve was wet, and I was not reaching it. Hmm. And I was like, like half my body was hanging off the edge. <laughs> Dude, it was bad. And then I went to like 
get a dustpan to try to get it out, and it was still too short. But the water comes out of there really fast, so the dustpan, like, I had to fight the... <laughs> anyway, bottom <laughs> line the is... current Bottom pan. line is, I had to go get a shovel, and it, by the time I got it out, it was probably submerged for five minutes. Hmm. So my phone appears to be screwed. So is it sitting in a bed of rice right now? It's... I, you know, we have this thing at work called the desiccator that's made for drying things. I put it in there. All it will do is occasionally just, like, vibrate. So I don't know if that's a good sign or if that's, like, the death rattle. Well, I, it might be... It might. You might be surprised, actually. It might be okay. I think my problem... My, the thing that's going to screw me, I think, is I had a broken screen. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so... so anyway, yeah, we'll, I might be getting a new phone, but I don't... I'm not very good at communicating lately. So oh, that's, that's, that's interesting, because Apple announced the iPhone 14 today. Did they? Yeah, that's great. I'm not getting that. So um, I, probably, I probably will because I I've got an eight still. So mine. So I work for the I work for the government and they get us nice things, but they don't get us the nicest things. Oh, you you you're, you're talking about My a work phone. phone. Oh, yes. okay. Live by the sword, die by the sword, Neil. So yeah. Anyway, so it's interesting, right? Because our the main focus of what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about whatever comes up, obviously, like we always do. But we have a ton of mail, so much mail. Like we're a month and a half behind in reading our mail, and we got a lot of great mail. So our kind of overriding focus is, uh, you know, communication or whatnot on the day that my phone doesn't work. So, so I'm that, actually going to play that a song. Ex- I was going to say, that explains some of the songs that you've picked. Yes, I'm going to play a song, <laughs> and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to read some mail. Sounds good. And whatever conversation comes from that mail. Okay. Unfortunately, Carl, we're not going to read your letter about your good times with the drummer from The Accused, even though I do want to someday. Okay. Remember that one, Neil? Uh, I do. Yeah, that was. That- it involved it involved drugs and religious films. It was very. very oh, that was that was a really good one. Why, why aren't we going to read that? I don't know because I don't want to get sued by the drummer for <laughs> the accused. <laughs> you think the drummer from the accused is, is I I doubt, still alive? A, a or no, I, d- I doubt he can afford a lawyer. No, yeah, Maybe we should. Or B is listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone don't tell him. Um. So anyway, um. Shoot, what was the first one I sent you, Neil? It was, it was an obscure one. I'm Hanging on the telephone, but not the Blondie version. It was the original version. With the Nervous, right? The, ner- the Nerves. The Nerves. Yep. The Nerves. Yep. So I didn't know that the Blondie wasn't, or- wasn't the original. I yeah, just they, learned that. Yeah, they covered a lot of stuff, actually. So a lot of the early singles were covers, yeah. But it's a real cool song. So, yes. So I'm not hanging on the telephone. This is, But this is the Nerves hanging on the telephone. Just come to the store All those 
telephone and that was probably from what like 78 78 or something like yeah, yeah yeah it's a cool song i mean it's yeah. it's not like it's it's right on the edge of punk right it's reminds me of like the diodes or something like that yep, it's exactly yeah garagey it's power it's poppy cool, yeah power poppy cool stuff yeah. actually i should probably yeah. look into them a little more yeah uh before we get started with the mail i have a question i, I need to ask you oh no hey kate i'm getting some static not as much as you're going to get um, oh no, it's not bad. It's just I, it's one I don't understand. I so, stand up to wipe. Taylor, <laughs> good to know. Thank you very much. I I <laughs> I do too sometimes. Um, Taylor, Taylor Hawkins. Yes. What What am I missing? I have never seen such a outpouring People of seem love. People really love this guy. Listen, he might have been the world's greatest guy. I don't know. He was a drummer for the Foo Fighters. But he was a fucking drummer. Who knows? Who knows what this guy? If this guy is a good guy or a bad guy, he's a drummer. Who fucking cares? I mean, I hate to sound heartless, but fuck. I think that. I think that um, the Foo Fighters were a real band, though. I think they were kind of a family, kind of a. I think they were genuinely friends. I don't. I don't know. But who? I can't. And another thing. Who cares about the Foo Fighters? Who could give a shit about the Foo well, Fighters? You know. For fuck's you know. Sake? I. I kind of agree with you on that. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty indifferent to the Foo Fighters. Like, I don't hate them. I think they're fine. For I mean, of the crap on the radio, they're probably among the top twenty percent. But um, they're huge, man. They sell millions of records. Yeah, but even so, it's the drama. When fucking John Bonham died, they didn't have like. Oh, they, I they, bet you they did. No, this they, they had a thing in London at the Palladium with all kinds of guest people coming to do a tribute to him. Well, that's what, what the this fuck? Was. What? That's what this was. I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, they, they didn't do that for Keith Moon. Oh, look, uh, Keith Moon. No, they didn't, and they didn't do it for John Bonham oh, either. John Bonham. I'm sorry. Fuck Keith no. Moon, John Bonham. They're yeah, interchangeable. Fuck no. They they really? did not. No, God no. It's like oh, our drum- well, I saw what the Who did when John Eidwhistle died. Which was like, what? well, show must go on. We're yeah. one day off. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So I don't get why the outcry over this guy that was a drummer for a shit band. Sorry, who got some bad drugs in Mexico or something? I, I, I just, I honestly do not understand. I mean, what's um, next? I mean, we didn't do this when Sid Vicious died, for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, I, I mean, people like him, Neil. I don't know what to tell you. How you do you even, how do you, how do people even know him? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't get it. I just some you know, dude being a drunk. He kid. was. He was. I think he was kind of larger than life guy. You know, he played for Lannis Morissette, and then he went to the Foo Fighters. This is getting less impressive by the second. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So when Johnny Cash died, we should the whole country should have shut down for a week. No respect for the this. living or the dead. Yeah, Joe Strummer died. He got a little byline, right? I don't. Do, yeah, seriously, I do not. Of course, get it. of course, they've been. Everybody's been eulogizing Joe Strummer. Joe Strummer's like become the punk rock Jesus. Everybody wants to make him and remake him in their own image, you know? I think Joe Strummer was... They take little bits of what they like and project that as his whole personality. I think Joe Strummer was only about a million times more important than fucking Taylor Hawkins, though. Sorry. I don't know. Did you hear those last couple Clash records? No, (laughs) 
<laughs> did, Taylor, did Taylor Hawkins ever write a song? No disrespect. No disrespect to the guy. He might be a great guy. I just don't I mean, understand no the outpouring. Him, but <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my impression of Neil. No disrespect to the guy, but who cares about him? <laughs> well, am I wrong? What the fuck? Like, I, like listen, wh- dude, I, I, I don't know. I when don't I know. saw when I saw that there was this big this big tribute gig in, in London, I was like, who died? Did I? You know, I'm not aware of it. I mean, shit. If Elvis Costello dies, what what happens? Is the whole well, country going to come to a standstill? The fact that, no, because the fact of the matter is, rock and roll royalty. There's very little of it now. There's like the Foo Fighters. There's Metallica. There's maybe like Green Day. U two. I mean, there's just not that many like huge rock bands. I don't know how the Foo Fighters got up there in that rarefied air. I don't are. know either. I mean, U two for fuck's sake. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if if Bono died, we'd be doing a jig, right? <laughs> Yes, it would. It would actually be pretty unpleasant, wouldn't it? Neil, really? if 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 Bono died, Neil would actually actually become fake Irish, even though he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> who's like well, who's more liable to die first, Bono or Shane McGowan? I don't know. How about Bono or Keith Richards? Bono or Keith or Shane McGowan or Keith Richards? Yeah, Shane McGowan's like forty-two. I swear. <laughs> no, he's he probably sixty-five, maybe. I don't yeah, know. so that sounds about right. Yeah, but he looks like he's been on death's door for twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, you know that the, the the drinking and the smoking and the you know teeth falling out—it's a bad <laughs> combination. It's a bad combination, indeed. I bet you that guy's mouth smells so bad. <laughs> I bet you it smells like the brim of Garth Brooks' hat. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yes. For all our English listeners, you should look up who Garth Brooks is. <laughs> Oh he's come got, on, Garth Brooks is huge. English people know. He's got and, friends and, and in low places. But even like like English people know who the Foo Fighters are, right? I mean, they're huge. Well, yeah. The, well, this thing was in London. This whole huge tribute concert. Well, I think they did one in L.A. and in London. Now, now you're making me more angry. What the fuck is going on <laughs> for a fucking drummer? Sorry, dudes, but you know, good God. <laughs> You know, no Neil disrespect, Mark Fraser. Neil would replace you all with a pro- programmable Casio if you could. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and get a haircut too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Making friends since 2019. The Yes. Now, now Dave Grohl's going to be angry at me now, right? Yes. <laughs> all right. Should we read a letter? Or are we sure. too broke up? Do we need? Do you need to play play a Foo Fighters song to help heal your broken spirit? <laughs> Uh, no, we write a do a letter, and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna play a song and get angry about something. All else. right, do you want do you want me to read one, or you want to read one? Yeah, you, you, st- you start off. I, I've read it long which enough. Which one am I reading? Um, okay, which one are you reading? Let's see. How about we do? Uh, yeah, let's do that Ben Goodacre one from uh, actually it's from early July. It's the one about oh record collecting or something. Oh boy! Okay, this is not gonna be a short segment. I'm, I'll read it then because I have it. Okay. Okay, and then you can look at the next one. Hey, sure. Tom. Hey, Neil. Hope you lads are good. Uh, ba ba Moving house. Starting a new job. Ba-ba-ba. So something I've been thinking about on and off for a while now. My question is, why do you buy vinyl? I was at a show a while ago, and a guy said to me he'd been collecting singles since he was 11, 11 in the late 70s, but he decided to sell them all as they just sat there. This, to me, is wild, that he had mega rare stuff but never played it. I've met a few people who say they have big collections but never listen to the records. Instead, they stream or listen to CDs or whatever. I have a very modest collection of 12-inch and a pretty decent collection of singles. I have to look in charity shops and markets and stuff as I don't have much money, so I can't just pick and choose from discogs. I actually prefer this as it's great fun when you find something interesting. 
Oh, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's great. I've picked up some great stuff and love listening to singles when I can line a few up and go through them. A lot of my singles don't have the picture sleeves, which is less than ideal, but it brings me to my first rule for buying vinyl. The main thing about buying records for me is to listen to them. That's my number one priority and the ultimate decision maker when buying stuff. If it's not got the picture sleeve, or it's a mega common version, or other people don't like it, then so be it. I want to play my records first and foremost. Blah, 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 blah. He likes old stuff, stuff that has a story. Um, I like the idea of someone owning a record when it first came out and playing it with their mates or at a party. So most of my collection is old. Um, and so I just I do stream you got a music. Rich, you got a rich fantasy life, Ben. I do stream music as it's so convenient. But when I'm home, I'll listen to records. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the question is. I'm just interested to get your Why'd take you, on oh. it. Yes. Why do you buy vinyl, Neil? Would you listen? Okay, but so I guess one of the questions is: You buy vinyl? Uh, do you collect or do you listen or both? Thomas, over to you. I'm a little bit of both, but I would definitely err more on the side of listening. As a matter of fact, I'm really trying to make that my more of my priority. Like I said, you know, we're in a house now, but the kids are growing up, and eventually we probably will end up somewhere smaller. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a little pickier as I go. So. But it, but I still have two copies of a lot of things. Two copies, <laughs> multiple copies of things. I have, I mean, I have one single. I think I have four different color variants of or something. Oh, like I see what you mean, color variants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You gotcha. know, I got a couple yeah. copies of a couple different records. One color, one black, one yellow, or one yellow, one blue, and maybe one old, one new, something like that. Um, but yeah, mostly to listen. But it is, it is. You know, you do. We're in a group of people with our little podcast group and our and you and I, Neil. Where we do, you know, there's a certain amount of trying to. It, 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 part of what we like is that we pr- can impress each other with our, our records, you know, because like my family doesn't give crap on my records. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, there's like there's like when the occasional person who comes over who gives, yeah, exactly. who gives a crap, you that's feel like Neil a proud I, that's father. Why Neil and I initially talk about friendships so we could finger through each other's records. <laughs> yes, yes, fingering records. Yes, because nobody nobody else gives rats ass. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice, dear. Well done. How much did that cost again? Um, exactly. For me, I know. I mean, it's much easier to stream stuff, right? Because you can do that when you're in the car, and whether I'm at sure. work or stuff and like that. And you do it so. in the car, and you do it maybe at work or whatever. You don't have a turntable on your cubicle, do you? Know? I do not. I wish I did. That, that would be so badass. That yeah. would be like that. Would now that would be punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn it down. Just like people throwing Jensen's, shit at me. Jensen floor speakers were. Yeah. But to me, no, to me, I see, to me, I've always been a collector. I don't know if you are, but I've always been a collector. I mean, when I was a kid, it was stamps and, uh, you know, football cards or whatever. So I've always been a collector. Skateboard decks most recently. Sure. And uh, and records, too. Because I never, unlike a lot of people, I never sold really any of my records. So I've still got my stuff that I started buying in, in the late 70s. But, um, as as I'm sure you can, you can attest to... Uh, Back in when you first start collecting and stuff, you don't have any money, so yeah. the stuff you want to buy but you can't afford to because you have to make difficult choices, right? Um, you know, I like the Buzzcock, so I like I buy the Buzzcock single and I like the Jam single too, but I can only buy one of them. So, sure. um, so now I like to go back and buy the things that I couldn't afford to back then, or things for, I couldn't for one hundred times as much as it would have been the first time around, or 50 sometimes, times as much. yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Well, sometimes it'll be things like I always wanted to hear it, but I never heard it because it wasn't on the radio back then. So uh-huh. something more obscure. But now, but now those are the expensive ones normally, right? Those are the normal sure. ones that are normally like 30 40 bucks if you can find them. Um, 
So I am, a, and I'm also a completist, which is a drag for my favorite bands because then I have to get especially when there's especially when you have to buy the sucky singles. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Sometimes you're right, but uh, being a completist, I feel like I have to do that, like Generation X, you know, all the different color variants and stuff uh, yes. of King Rocker and all the different singles. Even though some of the last ones were shitty, I still felt I had to have them all. Same with the adverts, same with the Buzzcocks, same with the Jam, uh, mm. you know, stuff like that. So. On those, I don't need to play them. I've heard them a million billion times. And so, what is the point of just having them sit on the shelves? It's a collection. I'm a collector. I, I mean, I I, 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 I am too, and I, I I'm I'm there with you. But I'm just trying to get away from that a little bit. Hey, I was in your house. I saw you had Detroit Lions stuff from the '80s. Oh, dude, I, I saw got that. Stuff all over. I got, <laughs> dude, I have like 12 guitars. I play guitar never. Yeah. See, so no, it's, I, it's that listen, kind of I thing. Get, but the pro- part of it is. It, a lot of stuff I don't feel like it's worth enough to be worth the trouble of getting rid of. Yeah, you know, like, and, and I don't want to. I know a lot of people use like marketplace and stuff like that. I don't want to deal with these losers trying to freaking talk me down on my old lawnmower or whatever. I just, I, I just, just, just fill up the landfill. Exactly. No, I agree. Um, I just don't want to deal with people. That's what. And part of it, is I, I should like. I, at one point, I was going to say to my daughter, "Hey, we have." Sell this picnic table, sell these old bikes, sell this stuff. I'll let you keep 50% of whatever mm-hmm. you can make selling it. And I should do that, but... No, definitely. But, That's a good idea, actually. Because I just have so much stuff, man. I just... You know, my, my kid, my son, Gibson, and his wife are just moving into this new house, and I just want to tell them, just just don't fill your house with stuff like we did. You don't need so much stuff. Uh, it depends. If you're a minimalist but, or, you, or you're a collector. Well, and if these things give you joy, I don't see any any well, problem with it. That's the test, right? You're supposed to be able to... If you touch it and it makes you happy... Keep your hand out of your pants, Neil. If you touch it and it makes <laughs> you happy, you know? then, you're, then you're supposed to keep it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. See, and also, I'll get this feeling... Why I, do I, I buy Ben? So I can feel like I'm superior to people who don't. <laughs> yes, and I'll, I'll, get this, I'll get this feeling inside. Like, you know, if I have... Um, four singles from a band and I don't have the fifth one yet even though that fifth one might be sucky I'll feel that I'll have this nagging inside of me I'll have to put it on my want list and I'll keep on checking to see if I can get it from somewhere because even though I might never even listen to it I just feel like I have to have it like some of the Eater singles I feel like I have to have them because I've got see, some don't you, don't you think that's more like almost like an OCD thing or something it's a little bit that way sure but again it's being a completist it's like having a, having uh, collecting football cards and not having the set not having Bart Starr. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's that well, same kind it, of thing. It's funny because I kind of... I So I collected CDs for so many years, right? That was... I mean, the majority of my collection now is still CDs. I, I have a lot of vinyl, but I have a ton of CDs. And uh, so I was a big Metallica fan. Well, I bought those middle-era Metallica albums that I did not particularly like. I'm never buying those on vinyl. I mean, I got mm-hmm. them on CD. That's fine. I, I will bring some CDs when I finally move out of this place. But I just can't. I, I, I can't be a completist if it's something that's just not very good. I mean, I'm not a completist for everything. I'm just completist on my favorite bands. And, and not even, sure. like, I, I love Deco and the Bunny Man. I only have their first few records. I haven't felt any need to buy their later stuff. I have all the stuff that I want from them. Probably that, that equates to the same thing as your Metallica thing, right? But does well, that but does that band from Detroit? What is it? Break Anchor. You feel like you have to have everything from them, right? That's true. I have every single they ever put out. Yeah, actually, see? that's not true, Neil, because they did a freaking two song tape on <laughs> Red Girlfriend, and I got to <laughs> draw the line at tapes. 
Well, maybe not. Maybe you'll have to, maybe you'll have to get it and impress absolutely zero people. No, I don't <laughs> care. I don't. Nobody's going to be impressed. I don't want it. I don't have a way to listen to it. Oh, it's not, it sounds like you do. <laughs> they should put it out on a seven inch. There you go. They you, should put it on an eight track, and then at least I'll stack it on the shelf. I wouldn't even put a cassette up for decoration. Can we get the, the can, can we get the break anchor people on, and then you can yell at them about that? I think we probably can. I, I actually. I bet you Jay would be a very popular guest. Oh, that would be fine. Yeah, that would be good. So, anyway, all right. That's a, that's a. So, thanks topic. for the question, Ben. That was thanks, uh, that, ben. that was interesting. Yes, Ben's got some stuff, cool stuff coming up. Um, you get you'll hear more from Ben. So you will hear more from Ben. Yeah, it's Ben's always, our buddy. It's always good to talk to Ben. I hope we can hang out in the uh, Jolly UK one year and have a pint or something. Yeah, Leeds is one of my favorite cities, so we can definitely do that. There you go. Yep. All right, Neil, play a song. What song are you going to play? Um, I am going to play... You know, I'm all over the place today. I don't have a theme, so yeah, I, I really am literally know. all over the place. So I am going to play my first song, and actually, someone at Mike asked me, uh, our good friend Mailman Mike. Yes. He said, play someone by Crass, and we've never played a Crass song on the show. Ugh. So I am going <laughs> to... I have all the Crass stuff on CD, these, like, super expanded versions. Yep. But, man, small quantities for me. Indeed. I agree with you there 100%. Um... I'm going to play White Punks on Hope from the first Ooh. album from Stations of the Press, uh, 1979. And this is the, uh, got the classic lines in it. Was it right-wing violence, left-wing violence, all the fucking same or whatever. So anyway, um, Crass, White Punks on Hope, coming at you. They said that we were trash. Well, the name is Crass, not Clash. They can stuff their punk credentials. Use them to take the cash. They won't charge nothing at festival talk. R.A.R. badges in their protest wall Bands of white men standing in a park Objected to ISIS to carry the doll Black man's got problems, he's right to deal with it Snap for yourself, real with your white liberal shit If you can't take a close look at the way things really stand You'll see we're all just niggas to the rulers of this land Punk was one turn off, so two years of crap A way of saying no, we'd always said yep the moment we saw, I'll watch me free They eventually fighting lines through credibility see The qualified factors of politics and class Lefty macho team fighters with his big cast They sent on a racism, a camera on a street It was time to form a fashion for the social elite Bigotry and blindness, a Marxist god Another clever trick to keep us all in line Three little labels to keep us all about Keep us all divided when the travels It's just the same old game Boring fucking politics Don't get us all shot Left wing, right wing You can stuff the law Keep your petty prejudice I don't see the point Anarchy and freedom is what I want 
So what did you think about when you first time you heard Crest, Tom? What, what, did, what did you think about it? That stupid like, military drum beat in every song? I'm trying to think what the first thing I heard. It was probably the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. You know, like I said, I do, I do have pretty much all their prime stuff, but I don't listen to it. I have right. it on CD. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a tough listen. And you're right. Uh, feeding of the 5,000 was the first album, right? Stations of the Crest was the second album. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I don't even know. But yeah. well, and, you know, it's like because a lot of people are excited about like those rudimentary Peni reissues that just came out like last year. Yeah, right? yeah. But those guys are actually really good. I was surprised well, when I, I listened back to it. it. But it's, I feel kind of feel the same way about them. I'm like, man, I, I almost you know I always say, I say this quite regularly, but there's some bands that are just better seven inch bands. Yeah. And uh, I love like like I love like the metallic hardcore style punk sometimes like the New York hardcore stuff. But I don't really want to listen for forty minutes, you know. Um, like, give me a nice like EP, like like the like the sick of it all EP. I think has like eight songs on it or something. Like the first EP, it's just perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go back As to the song to, a second. You know, Let me go back to the song a sure. second. So, uh, White Punks on Hope. I don't know if you've got the 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 uh, the line there. The reference. Um, the reference. The reference. Is, that's clearly a reference to the Tube song, yep. right? White Punks on Dope. Yep. Yeah, yep. and then it has some of the classic. This is one where they, uh, this is the one where they diss the Clash, right? In the first, they said that we were trash. Mm. Well, the name is Crash, not Clash. They can stuff their punk credentials because uh. it's them that takes the cash. Um, punk was once an answer to years of crap, a way of saying no. And we'd always say yep, but the moment we saw a way to be free, they invented a dividing line: street credibility. And then I love this line at the end, like I was just saying. Uh, left-wing violence, right-wing violence all seems much the same. Bully boys out fighting, it's just the same old game. Um, boring fucking politics that'll get us all shot. Left-wing, right-wing, you can stuff the lot. Yep, I mean, I agree with just that completely. So. Just true today as it was then. Yep, indeed. So, yeah, you can be as left-wing as you, you want, know, but it doesn't should. make you superior. Go ahead. Like I said, a few years ago, they put out these like super deluxe versions of those albums on CD. I think they have two or three or more CDs in them, and I just started going through it. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. So I should probably pull them out and try again. Uh, Actually, you know what the yeah, first no. one I bought, Neil, was? Was uh, Penis Envy. Wow, I don't think I've even heard that like, one. It doesn't sound like anything else they did. Hmm. Well, and then they, that one they did at the end, it was like a, it was like, what was that? Oh, I can't remember what it was called. I think it's called Unlistenable Garbage. I think it that's really what it's was. called. <laughs> the very last thing they did was like mood music or something. Bad mood music. <laughs> you, know, another, you know another one that people think of as a classic that I think is unlistenable? Mm. Not Second Public Image, Limited Album, Metal Box. Mm. People like hold that up as like being some in- incomparable masterpiece and stuff. Uh, to me, it's a better th- concept than it is in reality. I'll put it on. And have to turn it off after two minutes. It is fucking unbearable. Huh. It's unbearable. Unbearable nonsense. I am not super aware of PIL beyond their like hits, if you will. So I yeah. really don't. I really don't have an opinion about that. You know, but people are like, oh, you know, jaw wobbles, bass lines, and this, that, and the other. And it's got those oh, just droning, terrible bullshit. And it, it sound it sounds a little clunky, if I remember right. And the songs are like seven, eight minutes long. I mean, it's it's a long fucking record. That one, it's just it's, it's brutal. So there you go. I'm destroyed. <laughs> I've destroyed Foo Fighters drama, public <laughs> image. What else have you got? Throw it at me. Well, do you want to you want to do the <laughs> Brian Carl letters back to back now, or do you want to do something different? 
Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go for it, mate. You, you can, you can read this one. Okay. So this is from our friend Brian. I'm pretty sure it's he, his emails changed. I think, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's our friend Brian in Richmond. Just yep. finished your top five of 2022 episode, which featured more praise of the Zonoids music and good-natured mocking of the Zonoids look. Of course, by the time I listened to the episode, I had already read about the Zonoids going on indefinite hiatus. The new album is still coming out, but no shows are on the horizon. I know you guys love them, but I can never get into the Zonoids too much because, to me, they always sound like they were directly ripping off the Lillingtons. So my question is, where do you draw the line between a band being influenced by another band versus being a second-rate carbon copy? It's pretty tough in the pop-punk world. To me, the Zonoids sounded too much like Lillingtons, but I don't mind horror section sounding exactly like Mr. T Experience. Um, meanwhile, one of my favorite albums of the year is from Starter Jackets, but the one thing that holds it back for me slightly is that they have multiple songs where it sounds too much like the copyrights. We know Neil loves the copyrights. Is there any sort of firm rule for influence by versus ripping off? As always, enjoying the show. If either of you change your mind and decide to attend Riot Fest, I'll happily buy you a beer if I'm in town. I'll tell you what, the hassle of going to Riot Fest is not worth a beer, but thanks for the <laughs> offer, buddy. Yeah, maybe you can meet us somewhere else in Chicago. Yeah, it's tr- truly. Yeah. Well, no, that, I think that's this weekend. I think by the time this comes out, it'll already be over, right? It's this weekend, I think. No, it's the weekend after. It's like the 20th or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the 16th, yeah. 16th, 17th, 18th, or whatever it is. Yep. Okay. All right. And the the other one that was sort of similar, so our friend Carl writes this all the time, and it's always good stuff. Like I said, some of it's so good we can't even read it. But this one, he says, something's been bugging me, the Huntingtons. I wasn't much aware of this band until you had the dude on your podcast. I'm confused by them. I was going to ask this on the Facebook page, but I didn't want to offend them in case any of them were part of the group. I get Ramones core, but these guys are so Ramones that they basically sound just like the Ramones. It's almost dead on. Vocals are really hammered, and the vocals really hammered home. So what's the point? They're like a tribute band that doesn't play any of the artist's actual songs for the most part. Actually, they do, Carl. They play a ton of Ramones songs, actually. <laughs> They've done like whole albums of covers of Ramon songs, but that's all right. You ignorant slut. <laughs> Even their style, <laughs> album titles, everything about them is so Ramones. It's weird. What would you think of a band called Rocktalica? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, that probably is a tribute band that's called Rocktalica. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably is. They probably make more money than most touring bands. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Played Metallica outtakes. It had albums called Ride the Thunder and Eat Them All. <laughs> Juggler. <laughs> Of animals, <laughs> you think it was weird. That's what you think. I understand being heavily influenced by a particular band, but to get that close is just fucking strange, and I can't quite wrap my head around it. Seems like they would have received so much criticism for blatant ripoff that they would have thrown in the towel at the idea and changed their name and direction. Nowhere in music history has this happened before, except maybe. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Good luck for that. Some guy sounding too much like Beethoven. He's making it. He's he's making a very erudite yes. reference here. Yes, that's good old Carl. He always has to. He always has right, to he rub his intelligence in our faces. Symphony, but I'm preaching to the choir on that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, Carl. A little intellectual humor, lost on us knuckleheads. Yep. To further confuse the issue, they've been embraced by the Ramones, played with them on stage, and now given then given them some legitimacy. But I'm talking about the past. They were the desperately seeking Susan of punk. Please help me to understand this phenomenon. Well, first of all, we'll just have to say Desperately Seeking Susan. That was when Madonna looked at her absolute best. She was so bangable in that movie. I don't think I ever was, watched that. Dude, she was so bangable in that. Oh, my God. She had that stage, like, so she had the... She was in Playboy in the late 70s, right? 
You remember that or not? It would be early eighties, wouldn't it? I think it was late seventies. But mm. she had but that was the era the big bush era. <laughs> and it wasn't very attractive. And then there I was think that, that was one of her albums, wasn't it? There was big that bush early eighties era. era between like her first album and her Hmm. Like between the self-titled and like like a virgin, and that that was her peak look. Yes. Yeah, she looked amazing there. I know all the all the listeners from Sweden have just turned off in disgust. <laughs> you know, Madonna was one of those. So she came out when I was pretty young kid, right? Her first album probably came out when I was like ten or twelve. I actually kind of liked her first couple like dance albums. What a fun dance. pop albums, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Just like and Polar then, Abdul had that one good album when she looked really bangable too. I don't know about that, dude. Oh, she did. She looked so that. bangable. Oh, she I, did. Well, I'm not saying she didn't look bangable. I'm saying she never put out a good album. Straight up, now tell I liked. Oh, that was a that was a fun song. I used to bump oh, about on. to that. That was okay. a fun song. Yeah, but you were an adult when that came out. There's no excuse for this. Uh, may, okay, maybe I was influenced by the video a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excommunicating you from punk, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Well. Anyway, Miami Sound Machine had the same anyway, effect on me. So, so <laughs> my love for Madonna ended with her True Blue album, which was her third album. And after that, I just, I just was too much into like just heavy metal. Or and by that time, you'd realized that she wouldn't want you to marry her, so you would just <laughs> went she, off. She's probably married to Sean Penn already at that point. <laughs> yeah, so who seems like husband. who seems like a super fun guy to be married to, if we're being honest, right? <laughs> the Sean fuck. Penn seems like the most miserable <laughs> prick on the face of the earth. <laughs> he does. He does. He and Bob Dylan are maybe tied yeah. atop. Yes, he, he and Lou Reed. <laughs> guys, guys, you don't want to invite to a party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sit in but the anyway, corner looking miserable. I, I, I feel like I want to address this Zonoids thing a little bit because I, I, I'm sure they didn't break up because we made fun of them. But if they did, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. We like you, you're very handsome men. We're sorry. <laughs> Male model. Really more of a boy band than a punk band, if we're being honest. <laughs> Um, I and I, I hope you play some shows. That's kind of tough for the label now to have to sell this record without an active band. You know, remember they were on Mom's I mean, Basement, probably, right? Like three hundred copies. It'll probably sell out anyway. But Mom's Basement. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Hey Pizza. The same oh, Hey Pizza. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah. who did their first one. Yep. Unless it's a joint. You know, a lot of these little labels like to do joint uh, releases. So, so as far as. You know, I guess, I don't think I have a hard and fast rule as far as that goes. Well, let's so. just talk about that a second. I don't think the Zonoids do, I mean, they got a couple of songs that sound like the Lillingtons, but a lot of that stuff doesn't really, off that yeah, first album. I it's, mean, it's more horror-y than the Lillingtons were, Yeah, the Lillingtons had lots of horror-y stuff too. But Lillingtons, the early stuff is a lot of alien stuff, secret agent stuff, you know. And, and Well, the Lillingtons are all over the place too. They did that yeah. first album, and, it, and the first couple of albums don't yeah, sound like that last one at all. Yeah, yeah, that was more like straight up pop punk, right? Talking yeah. about going to high school and stuff. Yeah, 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 um, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say that the, the if anything, the Zonoids were kind of like the last Lincoln's album, maybe kind of more similar to that style. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. The what was it, Stella, Stella Sapient, yeah, which what I the liked. Fuck you was did. that? Yeah, it was stupid. I liked it, but but it was different, definitely. Um, but. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't really have a hard and fast rule about it. I, if I like a band, I like a band. If I don't, I, I don't. That's, that's the bottom line, I would say, for me. I don't, I try not to overthink it. Well, I mean, there are there have been times where I, I remember going to see a band. I think they were called the Icarus Line or something like that. And the singer was trying so hard to be Iggy Pop that I, was, I was, wasn't interested. But I don't think that's either, you know... I, I, the Huntingtons do sound like the Ramones, no question about. It. They're playing. I mean, but that's a whole like genre of punk rock, right? Ramones score. But uh, 
I don't, I don't know. They're not trying to steal the mannerisms, or I, I don't know. They don't. They don't bother me. Well, that was exactly what I was going to say. Actually, was um, all of these bands? All these bands basically sound like the Ramones. Yeah. So, and then it just gets to be a subgenre of Ramones core, and, well, and then I'd the subgenre of a subgenre. I'd say Ramones core is the subgenre, right? Yes, punk rock, then Ramones core. But then there's all these bands, like he's saying, people sound like the Lillingtons, who sounded kind of like the Ramones. You know what I mean? It just it's subgenre like of subgenre. Kind of, there's like the horror pop punk bands. And, yeah, like know. like I like I just saw. There's some like band that now base their complete sound and look on the Riverdales. On the Riverdales base there, complete sound. Yeah, they're called the, the, Green, the Ramones. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're called uh, the Greendales or something, right? I saw that. Yeah, exactly. I saw that, was so excited. As a matter of fact, I think it was Mom's Basement or one of those labels that I follow. And it was like, oh, for pre-sale. And I, I just, I'm clicking. I'm like, oh, that's not really the Riverdales. I'm like, oh, crap, because that first, those Riverdales records were very much like CD era records. Yep. Which is not to say that there's not vinyl of them floating around out there, but there's not a ton. They go for big dollar. So... Anyway, what about you, Neil? I mean, where's you, where do you draw the line? Well, again, I think they're all based on the Ramones, so I don't really care. I don't see what the what the upset is about it. Well, and, and, and the Ramones aren't making new music, and the Lillingtons aren't making new music. Right. And the Metallica's not making good music. So if you want so, to do rock Metallica. It's a good old Metallica, rock Metallica. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yes. In fact, I'm interested in an, al- in an album called Juggler of Animals. I think that might be, <laughs> that might be pretty good. Well, what's funny is, like... You get to this weird point, like Metallica plays still, obviously, but they only do huge shows, $100 nosebleed tickets, and their set list is so diluted at this point, past the stuff that I really like. I really want to go see, like, the Four Horsemen, the loving tribute to the first five Metallica albums that plays in, like, the little room here in town, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. that's really, probably would have... Certainly better bang for my buck, but I would probably have more fun at that. Hmm. And that's like you know, like my my wife. So don't 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 judge her, but my wife loves Bon Jovi, right? That's fine. Yeah. Like a lot of women in their forties, she yeah, yeah. swoons she swoons over Bon Jovi. And but she doesn't really like. She wants to hear. She doesn't want to hear anything after like nineteen ninety four. Sure. You know what I mean? If she went and saw him, he's like, here's a new song. You know, where he's doing like his bad Springsteen impression, you know? Yeah. Here's a song about growing up poor in New Jersey or whatever. She's going to be like, what, what is this? She wants to do songs about him being a cowboy <laughs> on his steel horse he rides, <laughs> <Exactly>. right? <laughs> play you from a band name, shut up. But actually, don't even play that because he's one of those ones where the videos are going around. The dude can't sing anymore. Oh, well, you know. He sounds freaking terrible. Yeah. Most of them from that era, I mean, you see videos of like, Rat playing at the county fair or Dockin playing at the county fair—they can't sing. I saw I saw a bill. I saw on Facebook today. There's a bill of like Rat and like two other bands from back then, and someone was complaining that two of the bands don't have any original members at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rat does. They have a couple. I think it was like the singer was had, but there does. I think there was one band called Autograph, and then a band called something else. I don't remember. Oh yeah, Autograph. But they were like, these guys don't have. And then they started arguing about. Well, this bass player was on the second album, so actually he was uh, uh, there. it's like holy it's, shit. It's funny, Neil. I'm reading this book right now called "The Rise, Fall, and Rebirth of Hair Metal" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so fascinating to me because the commercial peak of hair metal is like '91. Like those bands were selling huge records. Like it's it's actually later than you think. Yeah, yeah. In the mid '80s. It wasn't until like '87, '88, '89 started getting really big. And it was funny, like going through it in my mind, like my arc with it, like because I was already done with it by then. I'm like, oh, this sucked. But it was like any other trend. 
It's like the first ones were decent. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first couple of Poison albums were really halfway decent. But then what happens? You get 50 copycats, right? And it gets diluted. So, you know, same thing with same thing with grunge. You know, you got Nirvana and you got Alice in Chains. You got Soundgarden doing all this cool music. And then, you know, three years later, you got Third Eye Blind. <laughs> they just, you know, because the record labels are so uncreative, they just want copycats of what's popular and it just loses its soul. Yes. So, anyway. Speaking of losing its soul, should I play another song, Neil? Uh, yes, play another song. It's been like a while, me, us two, ranting about gonna, things. I can't remember what I was going to play. Oh, 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 another, another phone-related another song. Another phone-related song for your Johnny poor Thunders, R.I.P. Johnny Thunders, no, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers from the great LAMF record, Get Off the Phone. Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreak is there with Get Off the Phones, Nobody Home. Um, yeah, great song. Very, very 60s sounding, right? Yep, yeah. That whole album is just so fucking good. It's it is. such a shame they didn't. It's amazing that he never, else. like, there was nothing. Like, the only other thing I really have by him that's a full length is that So Alone. So Alone, yeah. So Alone. It, yeah. But it does not, it's not nearly, I mean, it's not even close, right? Well, it's all over the place, too, it's because got a he had. songs on it. We had basically any any musician in it because he was in London at that point like 78, 79 he was living in London and he had basically any punk musician who would who was not doing something at the time would be on that record so like Peter Parrott from the Oni Wams is on it like Steve Jones is on one of the songs hmm. there's a lot of different people on that I album mean, it's a good album beyond, beyond, see I don't even think it's that good I, you know, beyond you know you can't wrap your arms around a memory and a couple other ones I mean, yeah. there's just not that many I don't know I, I, very uneven Une- that's a good word, Tom. Uneven is what it is, indeed. Yes. Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, so, oh, next. Oh, so, okay, we did that one to death. The uh, Huntingtons and Zoonoids and all that, right? 
Yep. So basically, we came to the conclusion that we don't care. Pretty much. If I like it, I like it, Carl. There's just yeah. no or 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 Brian. There's just no. I don't know. Some bands irritate. You know, there's bands that sound like bands I like that irritate me, and bands that sound like bands I like that don't irritate me. So well, there you well, go. Well, it's also one of those things. I mean, it always happens. So, Ramones were first. Yep. Other bands then, younger bands were influenced by the Ramones, i.e., Huntington's, etc., etc. And then yep. younger bands again are influenced by those bands because they couldn't see the Ramones, so they go see the Huntington's, so they were influenced by the Huntington's. It makes complete sense when you think about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and those bands are fine. Like like in the pop punk world, the Ramones style bands are fine. It's the Blink 182 style bands that kill me. Yeah. They can fuck right off, right? Hey, the, that was very professional of me. I made a huge sneeze, but I actually turned my mic off. No, I don't do that. I, I'm, that's, not, that's not punk rock, Tom. Yeah, why don't you get something to eat, Neil? People really seem to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, just one guy. Yeah. Suck I believe. Yeah, but every guy who writes in to complain represents one million listeners. Suck my salty balls. Um, and I think, actually, I think the new Rochelle sound more like the Ramones and the Huntington's do. So. Well, I have that new Rochelle's doing the whole Animal Boy album. Yeah. But is it new Rochelles or the other Rochelles? I, <laughs> Old Rochelles. I, I lose, I lose track. But Back anyway, young, young Rochelles. Rochelles, yeah. But one of them anyway. I mean, they've got the Tommy beat down pat. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. So, But it's still good. It's still good stuff. Yeah, and, and once again, with me with pop punk, it's not my like very, very favorite genre. I still prefer the, you know, I'm generally still going to pick Agent Orange or TSOL or something like that, kind of golden era of punk. But I enjoy some of it sometimes, and it's, you know, life is a rich tapestry. I believe I should listen to all different kinds of punk music except for Scott. <laughs> you, should listen to, you should listen to all kinds of Ramones music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is funny, you know, I'm working on, I like have this giant playlist on Spotify. It's like 12 hours now. My goal is to get to like 40 hours. But it's just like all punk but it's all different kinds of you know there's some you punk know, is a like, very well okay well that's, something like okay so something like riff randall by the covert flops will pop up and then the next song might be you know world up my ass by the circle jerks or something you know yes. it's, it's just just you know punk is a rich tapestry it's that is the God. dude that is the beauty of it punk is a rich tapestry punk is a huge rainbow of different things from x-ray specs why you gotta to, bring the rainbow into it dude to, to, well here's the point here's the point a lot of uh modern punk magazines or the whole punk left-wing feeling they just want to make it this weird gray area where we all have to think the same thing yeah. and listen to the same thing whereas it's this huge actually expansive genre and yes. we don't need to be we don't all need to be hammered into this one fucking corner no we all need cover. to be I- we, we all need to be idols and there's no room for the dickies and uh, that was beautifully put tom and what hammered that home to me this very day I don't, know if, I don't know if you saw this, again, on Facebook, on the uh, punk... Uh, I think it was the Punk's Not Dead, but I'm not far off board. Okay. Someone posted a... Um, it looked like it was a it was a it was a, a musician listing guy wanted to be in a band. He said he was a hardcore vocalist and he wanted to be in a band. <laughs> yeah, but did you see it? He was he was pro God and he was anti-abortion. Anti- he was anti this and yeah. anti that, um, anti-communist, anti this. <laughs> was that even real? I think well, I think so. But well, even if it wasn't, it doesn't matter because it brought all those people out of the woodwork, all saying "fuck this guy, he's a Nazi, fuck this guy," blah blah it blah blah blah. It is amazing how soft head a lot of these older punks are. Honestly, it was crazy. It's just like. Well, he's allowed to have his own opinions, 
and he's allowed to be and he was he wasn't abusive in the in the th- in the thread he was saying you know i know some people might not like this but this is just how i yeah, feel no, no, so was, yeah. you know I, and it was fine people it's a free country people are allowed to be what they want to be and have their own opinions if you don't like it that's great but you know it was just the fact that all these supposed punks were all following the same path that they thought they were supposed to be following. That's it was upsetting. Well, all the all the old anarchists appear to be socialists now. They all want a huge government, and the irony is not lost on me. And you had to give me a minute to adjust to the changing tide of things here. Well, they all want a huge government because none of them want to fucking work. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it is funny, you know, because once again, you you look at the political divide that's going on, and. And I'm sorry, I can be anti-Trump and anti-Biden. As soon as you yes. say something bad about Biden, it's like, well, what about Trump? What about Trump? Yeah, Trump sucked. But I'm sorry, what Biden, Biden is not doing a good job, and he's not very sharp. He's clearly got some issues, and, you know, policies Trump, have Trump is a marble. It's yes. not good. It's not good what's going on. What did and you th- once again, this is not an endorsement of Trump. This is not a wishing Trump were back in office, but can't we just call a spade a spade? I mean, this, this is, this it's not good. Racist. And I'm not talking about any one thing specifically necessarily, but yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, because you got kids in college, what did you think of this whole $10,000 student loan well, bailout? It, well, it, okay, so, well, here's the, here's the irony of the situation, you know. So my, my daughter, Alex, you know, you know my kids a little bit. Yep. She has been paying for her college out of pocket. So she has no debt. Mm-hmm. Now, my son didn't want to live the college lifestyle when he's in college, so he borrowed. So he and his wife both borrowed, and they have about twenty grand between the two of them. One debt? So, ironically, yeah, about twenty grand in college debt between the two of them. Not a huge amount of college debt, if we're being mm-hmm. honest, but they. I don't know if she could have, but Gibson could have got out of college without debt. Hmm. Like I said, if he would have been a little more disciplined, I think. Maybe not. I listen. I, I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be a, a jerk to them or whatever. It is what it is. They got about twenty. So I was happy for them. But by the same token, it, you know, it's kind of like my daughter that worked her way through. It's like, uh, screw uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I I can see both sides too. I can see how people say yeah, that. Yeah. So so yeah, literally, I have both sides right in front of me, and I and I understand it. And I think there's something to be said for maybe a some college money for everybody maybe some free community college or something like that but this you know changing after the after the fact is sort of weak honestly and uh it's it's just it's there's nothing particularly moral about these kids taking on this huge college debt i get that but there's nothing particularly moral about making a guy who got out of high school went and got a welding job and has been busting his ass for 20 years or even two years to help pay for somebody somebody else's poor financial decisions i agree completely and i think the emphasis was in the wrong place i mean i think community college should be free i mean you know i'm people always think i'm I'm super right wing and and i'm not at all so so some things i'm super left wing about and i think community college and stuff should be free that should be government government paid for but um i think biden was putting the emphasis on the wrong thing here and what he should have been looking at and investigating is why is college so fucking expensive uh, why oh, why is not ding 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 let me tell you neil because the government got involved with financing it i mean why is northwestern eighty five thousand dollars a year it used to be back in the day a middle class people per people even as recently as the 60s could afford to send their kids to college but when the government decided to dump an, a huge influx of money and the prices went up exponentially so it is it is insane and i understand it's tough for our kids man i, I look at my kids trying to buy a house now and you know 
they make a whole lot more than I did at their age, but the houses are so they make twice as much as I did at their age, but the house is four times as much. You know, it's 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 tough. I feel bad for I feel bad for kids. And like I said, I, I see both sides of this. And if my kids get to write off their college loans, I'm going to be happy. But if you put a gun on my head, I wouldn't vote for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like so, I say, like I say, that's. I mean, they should be looking at yeah, eighty uh, Northwest and eighty-five thousand dollars a year. Why would you send your kids here? Ex- why would you well, explain how that is? Uh, vi- how, what am I paying for for eighty-five thousand dollars? I mean, well, I, and you and you you've said you've told me privately what the consequences are is that yep. it's all foreign students. It's all foreign Americans students. Yeah, because Americans can't afford to pay. And and you know what? Else? Something else to frost my ass too. You know who the highest paid state of Illinois employee is? The football coach at Northwestern. The football coach at Illinois, University of Illinois. Okay, but yes, yeah. so that's what well, my that's, dude. That's Michigan too. I mean, I, I mean Jim Harbaugh and Tom. Yep. Or not? Who's the who's the Michigan State basketball coach? I get that. They're all so that's but, what, but here's the thing, you know, you're right. They're the highest paid state, but they pull their weight more than most of these stupid middle managers that don't contribute <laughs> anything. I mean, but, the fact of the matter is, filling up that football stadium brings in tons of money. You know, well, students get in for free, so I don't know how many people are going to see you or I. Really? But but I'm just say, I'm just they saying. They sure don't have Michigan. It costs a hundred bucks. Well, well yeah, I mean, because Michigan's always good. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's but I was saying that whoever the head football coach at Illinois is getting five million a year. You know, so that's that's great. That's what my forty five thousand dollars a year is going to is paying his salary. It's yeah. awesome. That's exactly what I want in an did education. Ever, well, and, and did you? Ever, you know who John Mulaney, the comedian, is? Uh, I don't. Well, he's, he's but he talks about this. He's like literally, I my parents paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars for my education. The second I got out of school, the school sent me letters asking me for donations. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. Yeah, it's it's but yeah, there's some there's some weirdness going on. You know, you see the stuff going on in California where they're trying to convert to all electric, and then now the governor's begging people not to charge cars. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Weird times, man. But that's a whole other thing that we could rant on, but we probably should. Well, do that and, it's, today. and it's one of those things. I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to come off as as right wing. I, I am not. I am just not at, at, at all. But I, I, you know, like I said, you know, the fact of the matter is, I've watched a lot of people who are really good at spotting fascism when it was the party they don't support, but when it's the party they do support, they seem to struggle with it a little bit. So that's all. And, Two steps. Ready. And if I'll oh, go ahead. No, just take two steps back. That's it. And if if all you do is spend your time looking for something, guess what? You're probably going to find it. Maybe. But if Maybe. that's all you ever do. Anyway. Like Uncle Leo, right? From the Seinfeld. Uncle Leo. Good old Uncle Leo with his Uncle angry, Leo angry eyebrows. Everything bad that happened to him was because of anti-Semitism. He saw anti-Semitism yep, everywhere. everywhere He's right. obsessed with anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to play a song. You better. Yes. We're going to get people... <laughs> Pissed off so do you know the crazy well no I think we were pretty balanced there um, you know the crazy psychobilly band called Mad Sin I know the name I don't know if I know the band yeah they're from Europe somewhere they were like the Danish or Finnish or some kind probably of probably a bunch of commies yeah. <laughs> oh, no they're just a bunch of drunks basically <laughs> no we're only going to play bands from Texas Neil. <laughs> yeah could have been Goth Brooks apparently um <laughs> So this is uh, this is uh, delirium from Mad Sin from the album Survival of the Sickest from 2002. Mm. Yeah, I'm in the 
was Mad Sin with Delirium with their crazy-ass uh, mumbled vocals. Love that Well, song, I don't though. really it's have a good, a good theme today either, except for, of course, I did a couple songs about the phone. And my next couple are actually, I was kind of inspired by your digging into that early 2000s because although I wasn't listening to a ton of new music at the time, there were a few bands I really liked, so I picked a couple of those for later. So Is that because you were listening to too much Madonna and uh, Goth Brooks? Well, that was, it was 20 years difference in time, but yes, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like the phone. So. It's like the phone thing, Neil. It's bizarre, right? Because and and same for you. I'm sure even even a bigger percentage of your life. So even though I've had a phone for a long time, I still have lived close to sixty percent of my life without a phone. Right. But now it's the most amazing. Not having it, it's 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 it strips you bare, man. It's the most bizarre feeling. Well, like, it is. Oh, I mean, people say. I know my wife's texting me right now. I mean, when I was first married, I went to work and there was no phone. Yeah. Like. I went to work and I came home and if something happened during the day I'd find out about when I got home you know it's amazing how much that's changed over t- basically 20 years it is funny to think how back in the 70s and 80s how did we ever make plans with anybody dude how did we, <laughs> now that we're talking about this right we like to travel right yeah well of course we had home phones but we like to travel but it's like we literally couldn't remember how we used to book hotel rooms like how did we like okay so we went to New York how did we even book a room I have no idea <laughs> I mean, yeah, be a like, phone, I guess. I guess uh, go to, well, like the library is like, oh, can I get the Manhattan yellow? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Well, and then yeah, and and for booking abroad, like mom and dad booking in Spain, they would do it all with a letter. It would all be done over the mail. Yeah. So yeah, crazy, right? Dude. We have some, and how the fuck did we find anywhere? We'd have like a hundred maps. We'd be driving somewhere with like yeah. maps and like. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Atlas. Dude, oh yeah. You'd have the state. You'd have the atlas with all the states in it, yeah. and then. You know, my my dad back in the day, he'd have like the individual counties. You know, <laughs> yeah. This is like this car is such a fire hazard. <laughs> just six hundred books and pieces of paper <laughs> and the notes notes scrolled on it. Dude, take a just, left at the church. Book after book of map, not one seatbelt. <laughs> there you go. So speaking of insanity, so in December, so we have some friends that are having their twentieth anniversary in December. And we were going to go to Carousel, which is that fancy Dutch island off of uh, Venezuela. That's how you pronounce it, huh? I always thought it was Curacao or something. Yeah, it looks like Caracas or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, listen, I don't know. 
it's pronounced with a soft C, Neil. Soft C. Soft C. Um, Just like. But they've already canceled. They, they've canceled their flights <laughs> three months in advance. Why did they, Why did they cancel your flights? Do they not no like idea. the look of you? They don't have enough people. To, it's it's like. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I know O'Hare is one of the worst. Like it's a nightmare to fly out O'Hare now. You just like a percentage of the flights are going to cancel every single day. Well, it's just because yes, because I guess it's because the airlines don't have enough uh, don't have enough staff or something. But where were where are they? I, 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 that dude, that that is really interesting because it's like restaurants can't get people. Uh, are people? How are people living without working? Because yeah. I, I would, I'd be interested. I'll, I'll, I will subscribe to your literature. Show me. Tell yeah. me. Yeah, where are the? Where are all these people actually working now? Because apparently they're not working at the old jobs they used to have. I got no love of swimming in the clean water coming out of the sewer to try to rescue my phone. But. Okay. I don't know. No, I'm just saying. If oh, you yeah, you're not going to give up your job to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know it's interesting, show, dude. I'm it's, saying if you could show me a way. Yeah, it's interesting. I agree. I like my job. Don't get me wrong. It's fine. Yeah. It's just some days, some days you get wetter than others, you know. <laughs> Here's a word from our sponsor. At On Point Press Company, we specialize in branded goods and services at makeitonpoint.com. We provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart. Specializing in creative design, screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www.makeitonpoint.com to get a custom quote today. Oh dear, um, Matt, Matt, just, Matt just texted me and said that you know the guys that I ranted and those those drunken Cubs fans from Indiana oh, no. and the thing. He said yes. they they're heavily apologetic. He says. So. <laughs> They realize they were assholes, so there you go. Booze will do terrible things to you. And great things, depending <laughs> on the day. Yeah, yep. What, what's the old cliche, Neil? The old cliche is no story ever starts, no great story ever starts with, I was eating a salad. <laughs> yeah. Because always we were out boozing, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true, yes. Even though, like I said, I've, I've cut back quite a bit. I'm not drinking during the week, generally. Oh, geez, I wish I could say the same thing. Well, it's not that great because I still feel wake up feeling like garbage. So I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to it. I yeah, I was out. I was out Monday night at uh, our friend Jason from uh, Illuminated Brewworks Brewery. Uh, he oh was, yeah. He he works Monday nights there, and normally it's pretty empty. But he had a he had a cookout because it was Labor Day, so oh, yeah. we had like free chicken wings and potato salad. So nice. I drove over there and I actually saw my uh, my tattoo artist was sitting at the bar. So I no, sat with him kidding. for a couple of hours. Yeah, it was cool. We just shot the shit. And, uh, Is that the guy you used to go to, or the guy you're going to now? The guy, I, the guy I go to now. He's an ex skin, ex reformed skinhead. So uh, mm. yeah, um, it was cool talking. He's an expert at covering swastikas. I'm <laughs> basic, something like that. Something you'll like never that. cover yours, right? You've got it for life. <laughs> And a hammer and sickle, on the other hand, right? Just to confuse people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. So, All right. so what are we? What are we doing now? What? What? What lesson? Are we reading what another next? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? I don't, dude. I don't know because I just started reading one. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna read one. I'm gonna David Hanning. How's that? Still David catching Hanning. up. Uh, do 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 David Hanning uh, stumbled upon our podcast. That one. Sure. Oh, geez, he has got three. He's prolific. Yeah, he is prolific. The newest one. Uh, I t- I'll, tell what, I'll tell you what. I'll put all three of them together. Okay. How's that, gentlemen? I'll sit back and listen. Yep, gentlemen. Stumbled upon your podcast about three months ago, and I was searching for something to listen to on my night runs to Indy. I was listening to another podcast, but the kids from upstate New York were a little too pretentious for me. Whereas Neil is the only Neil is only that way when ripping apart Richie Frankel's end of year list. <laughs> 
Ricky Freckles. <laughs> do I do so, that? I'm not, well, is that pretentious, be, or is it, is it me like, just Ricky Freckles? He must Ricky be like listening to that one right now, because yeah. that's a very specific reference. Well, it, is that pretentious, it, or is that just me hating on Ricky's picks? Well, <laughs> well, the other thing is, I don't know what he's talking about. The kids from upstate New York. I'm not familiar with that podcast, so... Yeah, I don't know what that one is. It probably sucks, though, so he's probably just as always listening to us. They probably hardly ever talk about, I don't know, work or... (laughs) The drone from the Foo Fighters. Yeah, exactly. I started on episode 73, and I'm up to 135 now, going in order until I catch up in real time, sadistically reliving the COVID plague. Oh, yeah. Age-wise, I'm between you two at 55, though I started musically where Tom did. A lot of metal and classic rock, then found punk right after I graduated high school in summer of '85. Mm, grew up in uh, grew up in small farming towns, 60 miles west of Chicago. That summer, I picked up two albums by chance: Misfits' Legacy of Brutality and Agnostic Front. Cause for alarm. Mm. Those albums changed everything for me. For the next few four years or so, we would hit the metro two or three times a month. Five bands for seven dollars. Saw everyone from Megadeth, Venom, DRI, the Stupids. Oh, we we. Oh, dude, I was at a show with you then. So you see the I, Stupids at Metro. Yeah, I saw the Stupids at the Metro with nice. uh, who's a band from Wisconsin. Um, Decruzen. Decruzen. Yeah, we're headlining, and uh, I don't know if that's how I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. By the way, Decruzen. We used to say Decruzen. Decruzen, um, Neil. Decruzen. Decruzen. We're gonna do. Um, that's uh, George Michael, wasn't it? <laughs> Cruising <laughs> the truck stops. Cruising <laughs> the bathrooms. Uh, yeah, Dyke Dyke cruising when they were going through the metal areas, phase. That's what it was. I'm yeah. sorry, I misspoke. It was rest areas. You, you couldn't see the band for all the dry ice. Well, that was good. Um, oh, so that was the area where you hated yeah. them like that, where they kind of go metally. Yeah. yeah. Gangrene and locals, impulse manslaughter and zeotrope. Hmm. The scene was so different back then, which leads me back to episode 135, FTW. Okay. Um, we must have been mad about something then. Yeah, um, yeah. I can think. I can. I think that was the one we were talking about. The witches trying to get teenage Bob Rocky. Oh, yeah. I think it was that one. Um, let's see the shows we used to go to in the city, whatever they were: Metro, Vic, Riviera, Fireside Bowl. It was always a diverse crowd. Punks, metalheads, jocks all got along and had a great time. It's not exactly true. I know there was a lot of skinhead violence and stuff. Listen, it's his story. Let him tell it. All right. Uh, we all might have different opinions and mindsets, but we all got together to listen to great bands. I think, is he in seven seconds? <laughs> we, <if> we, <laughs> we can walk together, Neil. Yeah, why, why can't we, can't we rock together? together? Um, the new mentality of the scene nowadays is not what we were about. We were the outliers, the disruptors, not conformists. This PC cancel culture nonsense is so not punk. Well, there you go. You're right in line with us, my friend. Oh, you're going to get thrown out of punk, dude. They have the whole spirit. Yeah, you're going to have to stay with us, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the small, whole, it's a small tent, but it's the music is good and we welcome everybody. well catered. Yeah. Um, the whole spirit of our age was to question authority, not become a mouthpiece of government. It has become a court of opinion, opinion with everyone hiding behind the veil of social media. Beautifully put. Wow. Enough ranting. Let me put my grumpy old man soapbox away. I really like what you guys are doing. A nice mix of old and new. I like both when you are by yourselves and when you have guests. He likes John from the Born Shitstirers and his liberal use of the C word. That would be cunt, everybody. <laughs> and the Cretan. Yeah. The only man able to step all over Tom when he was talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cretan can step on me anytime he wants. Um, okay, so that was his first one. Then we get one, a uh, Canadian, so he's a bit further on now, Canadian punks, gentlemen, just got done listening to episode 143 yesterday, 
I'm trying to decide if Canadian punks are comedians, completely off their rockers, or a mixture of both. First the Cretan, then Billy Hopeless from the Back Halos. Both of those episodes <laughs> seem to be on the verge of completely going over the cliff. Billy was talking about Mr. Chai Pig. SNFU has always been one of the bands that I admired. Mark it up to their great musical chops and Mr. Chai's lyrics and vocal delivery. Definitely a unique and special human, even though he dealt with mental issues. But that sometimes is what separates artists from the norms. Um, I don't know what it is, but there's something different about Canadian bands. Is it the clean air, rugged living, or the utter isolation of the North? <laughs> Great bands, starting with DOA. Well, I mean, they have, they have Toronto, too. That's a pretty big city. I mean, there's there's both, right? Yeah, wasn't there one like going crazy, stabbing like a shit ton of Actually, people Actually, you know what, though, All those bands were from the great western part of Canada, weren't they, that he was mentioning? But I'm sorry, go ahead. So we go, starting with DOA, Dayglow Abortions, SNFU, No Means No, Swallowing Shit, etc. Never heard of Swallowing Shit. Um, Me either. I have an album from a band Beyond Possession out of Calgary that I got in 85 when it came out. Crossover. That sounds metal. Yeah, it is. I, and I do remember them because they were skaters, so they used to be on Thrasher all the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, the singer had a delivery that reminded me of an auctioneer. Great mm. and quirky. Hmm. Thanks for the great episodes. I'm slowly trying to catch up. I, drove a, I drive a semi from O'Hare to the Indianapolis airport overnights, so we listened to two episodes a night. Dude, nice work. Jesus Christ, that's got to be rough. Once again, you guys keep me entertained and awake from 1 a.m. till 10 a.m. Thanks for being the purveyors of all things punk. Cheers, David Henning. Good man. And then we have his last one. Let's see where he's on to by now. Still catching up. <laughs> so, he gen- jumped, so he jumped eight episodes between letters. Gentlemen. Hey, troll man and Asian dude. <laughs> Sounds like a crime-fighting duo. Oh, you know what that is? You know what that's a reference to? It's from, uh, it's from the uh, cartoon, right? Like- the caricature, yes. Yeah, the caricature, yes. yeah. Um, this week I've gone through 154 to 160. Some really great guests in those episodes and even earlier. Jimmy from Capcom Heroes, the second Zach Buzzkill episode with the premiere of Tender Tom, Bo yes. from Antagonizes ATL, and the boys from the Poison Boys. Really good stuff. I've known all along that we were mindred, kindred, oh, like-minded. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Can't read. Um, like-minded, kindred spirits. But episode 155 and beginning of 156 confirm that. I have no idea what that was, but there we go. You guys are spot on with what was and is still going on in this world. I don't want to rehash the statements of the episodes because it's not political pundit podcast, but the cancel culture... We don't want to rehash it either because we don't remember what we said. Backstab policies that have found their way into what the <laughs> punk scene is today is shocking. Everything has become politicized from corporations, sports, actors, and punks over what eventually accounted to a common cold. Oh, COVID. Okay. And I thought punks were always anti-government of any form and weren't supposed to bend the knee and capitulate. Uh, now we're scared now. Yeah. Also, in the Bratz episode, Neil mentioned that after you listen to so much pop punk Ramones core, that it starts to sound the same. I couldn't agree more. Once you've heard the 500th variant of Sheena's a punk rock, you start to tune out. To my ear, most of what is pop punk nowadays would have been college radio in the 90s. There we go. Hmm. Anyway, where do I send a check to the Liverpool Neil Grumpy Curmudgeon Club? <laughs> Thank you for the new we'll, Kings of we'll Punk. We'll private message on that. Well, there you go. Oh, thanks, David. Another <laughs> great letter. Um, so. All right, listen. I love this. The celebration of us. Everybody kissing our ass. <laughs> of course, we don't read the bad ones, right? Once again, <laughs> we, we really don't get any bad ones. No, we don't, actually. Because yeah. they know we'll come kneecap them with our tire arms. Like we ran them off a long time ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You Swedish bastards. Keep your opinions to yourself. Nobody cares. I think you should play that Black President uh, song well, now, because that's uh, perfect. 
Yeah, well, yeah, because that's well. I was I was gonna say the other one too, but the, okay, that, that's well, either that. one, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, this is uh. So once again, this came out in two thousand eight. It actually dropped the day Obama got elected. Not related. The band is called Black President. They they put out one album. That was it. I don't really don't know that much about them. I feel like Greg Hetson was originally attached to it, but wasn't around for the album. Is either Greg Hetson or Brian Baker? I can't remember. One of the old one of the, some old guy was attached to it. But anyway, this is a song called. Who do you trust? Black President, who do you trust? Yeah, I thought it, for a second it was that uh, that band from Indianapolis that we had on, but that was Gay Black Republican, wasn't it? Gay Black, yeah, Gay yeah. Black Republican. Yeah, yes. okay. So this is Black President. Black President with who do you trust? Like I said, they only put out that one album. I loved it so much. I know not everybody shared my opinion about it, but I really like that record. Yeah, I don't know if I know it, so I'll have to look that one up. All the songs are good. The singer's got that really great raspy voice that I like. Like so Neil, rev. we got another letter that's sort of controversial because actually, it's got some sections that were redacted by the FBI. Oh dear! Well, I believe that? it's the same people who were uh, raiding Mar-a-Lago looking for documents. Looking for documents and. Uh, so I'm I'm going to read it, but it's there are parts of it that are redacted. So I apologize for that. Okay, go ahead. You may or may not understand this. If you do, you'll get a kick out of it. If you don't, you'd be like, "What are these guys talking about?" All right. Dear Punk Till I Die, I am writing because after listening to your recent interview with Christopher from Crazy in the Brains, I noticed that Tom suffered from a condition that I too have developed and in turn suffered from. It is a condition known as long punk newsism. It comes from previously having developed the punk news jade, which comes from overexposure. This condition manifests itself in many forms. It may cause one to avoid listening to certain bands, which in turn leads to not purchasing their albums. It can cause an individual to skip sets and avoid merch tables, and it has even gotten to the point that people have refused to purchase certain books. The good news is, however, that the longer one goes without exposure, the more this condition fades into its original form, which is your own good sense. I just want Tom and any other listener out there to know I just want Tom and any other listener out there that may not want to openly talk about this condition and it's almost unnoticeable presence in the scene to know that you are not alone. Sincerely, Anonymous in Baltimore. P.S. Love the show. Never stop. Well, thank you, Anonymous in Baltimore. That's very nice. Hmm. And I... I Nobody will have any idea what that was about. 
Kona. No clue. But the, <laughs> there you go. But the re- people re- who didn't know, that was very funny. Redacted. 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 Yeah. Yes, it was redacted indeed. So, um, do we have any more letters we want to do? Or we, we do. Uh, no, we do. Okay. Um, Josh Burke. Oh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Josh was on episode 100 with us, right? I think so, yeah. Think As was Carl, who we read a letter from earlier. We did. Good old horny Carl from Seattle. We're actually going to... We decided for episode 300, we're going to go back and try to talk to everybody who's on 100 and see if they're still listening. And if they're see, not... If they're still listening, if they're not, we'll just If they're not, them. we're going to do the tour where we go around and kneecap them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Josh says, hello. Hey, guys. I know it's been a bit. Work has become too much of a burden. And he's doing his, he's doing his top five of the year so far. Um, top five for me so far this year. Number five, The Slow Death, Casual Majestic. Don't know that one. Do you, Tom? So they're a rad girlfriend band. I have no of them. I don't know if I've ever heard of them. I don't think so. Okay. Number four is Last Resort with Skinhead Anthems 4. Interesting. Yeah, that okay. came out. That came out digitally t- right in December, I think, but the vinyl okay. came out this year, so he's counting as a 2022, which is fine to me. I would check that out. I dig that. It's really I good. dig, it's, like, the first one from, like, 70, or from 80, or whatever yeah, it was. It's that that new album is really, really good. He's huh. talking about gravelly voice. So was Lars playing on that one? Um, I think he is, actually. I do think he is, yeah. Okay. And he was cool. touring with him, too. Um, three, Doc Rotten, Unite Resist. We both love that one. Dude. I, good, right? So... Pete sent me the first record. Pete, our buddy from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Pro Rock, because they were destroying distributing that, and he sent me that, and I love it. And I just got the second one, so I both I got them both on wax now. And the new, they're both I love them both. They're great band. Yeah, they're both. They're both really great. good, right? Yeah. I don't remember where I had it. I had it in my top. It's definitely top ten of year kind of yeah. kind of album. So yep, for sure. Sorry, keep going. Number two, he's got Ravages, Badlands. Another That's great a, record. Man, another great choice. Yep. Number one, he's got Snuff. Um, okay, English. And I guess English the album is called... Dude says a question mark. Oh. And he says, dumbest yep. fucking name for an album. So so Snuff or another one? Do you ever listen to Snuff, Neil, or not really? A little bit. People keep raving about them, and I try them, and I just don't really get they it. Are, you know, dude, I am on that... I, I mean, I hate to sound like we're always on the same page, because we're not. There's a lot of things I like, you don't, you like, I don't. But the fact of the matter is, I have the same reaction. I just never could... They always were goofy. All their albums had goofy names and mm-hmm. goofy covers, and but people swear by him. And that singer, I don't know what his name is. He's kind of like a legend, so I don't know. I think is it just because just, it was so much never, shit out at the time? Just never in caught the 90s? me right. You know what I mean? Well, there was I so much shit in the nineties. In I the nineties, yeah, but they yeah. don't do much anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, honorable mentions: Sack and Screeching Weasel. Just started listening to both of them. The Screeching Weasels. Uh, I got to tell you, on the upward trajectory for me, I finally. Got it on vinyl. Um, and you like it? Because I've heard a lot of people saying bad things about it. I like it. I don't. I don't like it as much as the last one. But the thing is, the thing with the last one, Neil, I was at home or I was underemployed because mm-hmm. the pandemic came out as a surprise. So I just listened to it a ton, and I did like it. Don't get me wrong; I still do like it. But I listened to it a ton. The new one's coming out at a time where I have less time to listen to it. Everything's different. I think our outlook believe it or not is actually more negative now than it was during covid because at least when covid was going on we had hope like now it's like well covid's over and life is still uh, a struggle right so but i am enjoying it but i don't i don't hold it in the same esteem as i did the last one and of course the sack album was my album of the half yeah, year yeah. so that and that's another one i really need to listen to it more but that's one it looks to me like the vinyl's coming out next year right yeah i think so i think it's gonna so be that's long, gonna be so so how many years are we gonna have this like i said when the year's over 
I'm going to do my top 10 and then I'm probably going to do my, like my top five that I only got the record in 2022 that came out the year before digitally. So what is Red Scare doing wrong? But it's going to take a full year to get the vinyl out. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to say they're doing something wrong. I assume that they, you know, they always kind of work hand in hand with like Fat Wreck. So I assume that they're, they got pretty good access, better than most smaller labels, I would assume. You would have thought so, right? But it seems. But I know, like, Fat Rex doing, like, their 25th anniversary series right now with all these, like, rare variants hmm. for their 25 year old records. And, and you know, our friend Richard showed a picture. Sons of bitches are trying to flip them for 100 bucks already. Jesus Christ. They're, like, $25 records, you know? Yeah. 20, 25. It's just the flippers, man. They they are the ones who need the tire iron, Neil. They are the ones. Yeah, see, I, I mean, don't make, see. Make I, a couple bucks. That's fine. Okay, sell for thirty bucks. But yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't. Well, dude, dude, it's just, it's the same in the skateboard deck collecting world. So you know, originals from the eighties, original Powell Peralta decks or Santa Cruz decks or whatever. You know, so you know, starting at like five hundred, some go up to the thousands, right? But you sure. know, they're fucking forty years old pieces of artwork was, you know, Powell is now reissuing boards. And you'll get flippers, you know, reissue, on the reissues that came out last year. You know, they, but it might have been a lem- limited colorway, just like vinyl. And those are flipping for like five, six hundred. And it's like, <laughs> there's, not, there's no worth to this at all. Because you just, it's not even, they're not even screen printed it's, anymore. It's like a false, like a false. Yeah, it's, false it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, and that's the thing with the, with the records. As weird as the economy is right now, people still generally have money. Once money goes, you know, those prices are going to, you know, buying expensive records is a luxury problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you're, I'm not going to, and the fact of the matter is my grocery bill is doubled. I'm probably going to have to cut back on my, you know, record buying. If things keep going the way they're going, I'm probably going to have to cut back. At least that's what I keep telling my wife. <laughs> or she keeps telling me. <laughs> you're, I don't not, know. you're not Richard White, though, so, you know. Well, you know, but it is, but it is, you know, everything's gotten expensive, and records have gone up an average of four to five dollars each, too. Yep. So those like new no effects records, okay, they're going for like twenty six, twenty eight bucks. Those used to be eighteen, twenty dollar records, you know. Hmm. So I, I don't know. Um, and then he says EPs, drowns, and Bishop's Green for sure. But one you have not talked about much is the noise repress of Rising Tide. If you will have all not listened, well, but that's to like it. a ten-year-old. That's like a ten-year-old yeah. record, though. I guess it's got some. Does it have some extras on it or something? I don't know. They I don't do. Know. I think Pirates Press did like. Do you ever see that twelve-inch I have of a forty-five adapters where it's like clear? I don't know if you. Maybe you have that one too, where it's like got the singer dancing on the yep. cover, but it's like. So I think they did like that kind of a reissue with it okay like a one-sided one-sided thing yeah like a yeah so i i should get that at some point i you know noise is one of those bands i like them i've reviewed some of their albums before i like them a lot but i really don't have much by them i have a split with street dogs and yeah maybe a couple singles i don't have their albums actually yeah it's such an annoying annoying band name as well because the stupid punctuation yeah. I used to have a real beef with any band that had punctuation in their name but i've softened my stance significantly over like the years last B L apostrophe A S T. Asked. Yeah. Asked. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Should I should I play another song? Yes. All right. This is going off the grid somewhat. Do you remember the band Elastica? Yep. I had that self-titled. I think I got on CD that like self-titled album. Great album, right from the early. Actually, from that was like '95. Very much an alt rock album, though. Yeah. It was. It was. They. It was very much Wire influenced, actually. 
Um, okay. But now I'm I mean, gonna play. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known that at the time. They got a, but they put a second album out in 2002, which nobody listened to because by that time that that scene was over. But the second album might we actually be better than to, the first. We moved on from grunge to um, new metal by then. Some. <laughs> this is actually even punkier. The, the songs were like more direct. So mm. um, this is Elastica off of the Menace from 2002 with the song Generator. Mm. that was Elastica with Generator and if you remember Elastica at all they had uh, Justine was the singer of the band and uh, she was famous for going out with I think it was a singer from Suede and then kicking him over to go out with the guy from Blur the dickhead from Blur Ooh, the dickhead she's singer she's working from Blur. her way up the Britpop ladder yeah um, and I don't know what if, she, if only she could have got now. with one of those uh, Oasis guys <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but they 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 were dating supermodels they weren't interested she in would that. have completed the trifecta yes they weren't interested in that so there we go good old Justine so yeah Elastica one of my favorites I saw them in the Metro actually back in uh, touring that first album yeah. I feel like uh, okay I think we got one left right uh, we have a few, but it's up to you. We have three. I've got a Drewski, Chris Douglas, or Richard Fischler, whichever one you want. Um, pick, take your pick. One's called Tom's Condition, so maybe you should do that one. Oh, um, no, we did that one already. We did. I'm sorry, we did, Chris. Oh, uh, oh, that shit. was Anonymous in Baltimore? I gave that one away. Uh, shit, yeah, Anonymous, sure. That one. So you've oh, got, you got well, uh, you Richard... screwed that up, dude. I did. You screwed that up. Yep. I say his name might be Chris, but it might not be. Um, that might be, a, might be an anonymous. He might be anonymous. Um, Richard Fischler or Drewski Chicago, whichever one you well, want. Well, the Drewski Chicago one is a great... He's written this a couple of times. Really great stuff, but it is so freaking long. But I'll, I'll try this one here. Okay. All right. You go for it. Enjoying the show more every week. Neil is cool now. You dick! I don't know what he means by now. What the fuck does that mean? Punk polka band playing at Fest in Jefferson Park on Sunday. No proper dive bars in South Indy, so I built one in my basement. Gents, 
I've quickly become hooked on your show after meeting Tom and Logan Sport and listening to those listening these past couple of months. I was the guy who bought the two hundred dollar signed leather encased flat foot rum jack split EP. Actually, I'm hooked on the show because you mentioned my name on two shows. So that's all it takes, you slut. <laughs> I'm not a band. I don't own a music club, and honestly, I'm hardly a punk. I had my favorite punk bands for sure, but metal was the stuff I grew up on. Of course, there was plenty of overlap between the two genres. All right. Oh boy, here we go, Neil. Yeah, I'm gonna but get, I'm gonna get hammered me. on. Let's talk about Neil. <laughs> I figured he was a typical fussy Brit. You know, I've warned you. I've 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 warned to you, mate. You seemed. You seem a lot like me in a way, in that I can be a prick until you get to know me. No, Neil's still a prick after you get to know him. <laughs> I'm, a, I mean, I'm a gentleman, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I'd still be a prick, but at least you know me. Okay, he said the same thing. Okay, boy, you guys are maybe kindred spirits, Neil. Just yanking your chain. You're a keeper. Not to mention that you're possibly my best connection with my old haunts in Chicago. Moved to Indy three years ago. I've been pretty much... I've been pretty much to every venue you talk about, from the record stores to the bars and the clubs. Discussing your recent visit to Delilah's really took me back. I used to practically live at that place in the 90s and early aughts. Tell me, is the Joan Jett's poster still on the wall between the bathrooms? I've been searching for that exact same picture online to grace the walls in my almost finished basement tavern to yeah. Norville. Yeah, I bet that's why you want that picture, you perv. He also sent us a couple of pictures of his bar, which looks pretty cool. I it does. It looks very cool, actually. Yeah, it does. If we're ever in Indy, we'll have to go visit. Yes. One last thing, Neil. This holiday weekend, there's a Polish fest called Taste of Polonia. Is that something you're interested in? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anyway, I could go on and on, but this is turning into a damn book of an email. Family and I will be headed to Chicago this weekend for a Sox game Sunday and lots of overpriced beer and kielbasa at the Taste of Polonia Sunday. God, I can imagine there's be, going to be some bad dress sense there. Holy shit. Yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> be watching the, the Polkaholics, too. <laughs> Although it's unlikely I'll be in the pit if there is one. It'd be cool if Neil made it. I could say hi, but mostly so I could hear his negative review of the show the following PTID podcast. Cheers, Andy. Thanks for writing, Andy. I love that bar. Yes. And in fact, I'm going to send him some stickers. He said he wants some more punk stickers for his basement. So, dude, I sh- I got so many too. Yeah. Maybe I'll help you because I. Uh, it's going to be all the same ones from uh, <laughs> from record labels, isn't it? Like, and that's well, what I'm going to say. So many, well, I have tons of like Pirates, Pirates Press. Press. Yeah, you know, I've ordered a bunch of stuff from Mom's Basement. Hey, Pete, I have so many, and it's like you know, I have so many doubles. Mm-hmm. That I could send him just a huge package just of doubles, but it's like part of me is like, well, why am I even saving the originals? I should just stick them in like seven inches or something so somebody else can find them one day, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. I actually, okay, so at my stupid work, they put up at COVID, they put up these plastic dividers between the cubicles, <laughs> the stupidest fucking useless things in the world. So I immediately started plastering mine with stickers. And mine's oh, so now you don't want to take it down. It's a work of art now. It's completely plastered with stickers. So uh, I'm actually, I'll take a photo and put it up on the uh, on the Facebook group because it's actually pretty cool. There you go. Completely, yeah. Like COVID stops at the uh, five foot barrier. It doesn't go over the top of it. Well, anymore, it's funny so. too because I, I have my I, I don't know if all my kids have been in my shop, but I've had to run by for whatever reason. And I had the kids with me and I'm like see if you can figure out which cubicle's mine. You know, all the other cubicles that people have pictures of their family and you know stuff like that. Mine is just flyers. Flyers and just, pictures of Madonna and Gothbrook. Just one right after another. No Madonna. <laughs> just flyers. Signed posters. You know, stuff like signed, signed stuff. It's very, yeah, much, yeah. very much the punk rock cubicle. Very cool. People are like, oh, is this where your 18-year-old uh, nephew works or something? <laughs> They're like, no, it's that guy over there. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Um, you want to play uh, your last song? Yes. If we're done with, if we're done with, uh, thank you for sending in mail, people. Keep sending yes, them in. It's it. excellent. We love them. And as you can tell, we will talk. We will read them on the show. So uh, well, and it, it leads to a lot of interesting conversation, it or, does. or not interesting conversation. I mean, yeah. Let's <laughs> conversation. How do we end up talking about Madonna? I don't even remember. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I have no fucking from, memory. From here forward, the late seventies will be known as the Big Bush era. Was it someone to do with Sean Penn? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. People that wouldn't be fun at parties. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> That's right. Anyway, right. okay. So yeah. Neil, do you remember the English band? They were a little overhyped, so I know a lot of people kind of got turned off by them. But I actually think their first couple of records are really, really good, even though the second one's kind of pretentious. But do you know the band Gallows? I do. I do remember them. They were very heavily tattooed, I remember. But I used to get them confused with Goddamn Gallows. I used well, to kind Goddamn of get Gallows confused. were from Michigan. Right. There was and a, they they played like to, circus punk. Yeah, but in my head, they would get confused. Gallows so. plays definitely more of a straight-up hardcore punk, I would say. The singer was a guy named Frank Carter... Well, they, they had a different singer on their third and fourth album, but the first two albums had a singer named Frank Carter who had one of the most throat-shredding voices you'll ever hear. Hmm. So this is this is, I'm gonna this is a, a band that I don't know, fifteen years ago, twenty fifteen ish years ago, I think they were kinda like hitting their prime. Maybe a little after that, I don't know, two thousand ten or something. But this was their first album. This is the title track from the first album. Man, I love this. I love this band. I love this album. This is Gallows with Orchestra of Wolves. Be unbroken hearts 
Gallows there with Orchestra of Wolves. Um, any particular reason why you played it tonight? Any no. relation to any of the other stuff? No. No, okay. I had to pick some songs. All right, gotcha. No I had worries. to pick some songs, and I was, you know, you would, yeah, you had to come up with four, well, and that was I, what I was you saying, came well, up. Well, it was funny because I was actually digging through the emails looking to try to find something that for the best of spam, but nothing really jumped out at me. And you get to the point where there's just so many emails. And that's what I say. If you send us a great email and we didn't read it, it's probably not because we think you're a jerk. It's probably because it got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Just just the amount of stuff we had to go through. So, anyway. And the other one you were going to read was from the guy who was looking for record store advice in Chicago. But I know you have, like, a whole list of record stores. But and that he, might be for the day. Yeah, he was only going to be in Chicago the second week of August, so it won't really help so him now. <laughs> But I actually done. did. I actually did email him back. I think at one point. Okay. Well, some, maybe that was somebody else who wanted well, store advice. Well, I did email him back because he asked. He asked us what what records are hit in Chicago, and I said you can't go wrong with Reckless and Bucket of Blood, which right. are kind of kind of. Bucket of Blood is probably my favorite. Oh boy, I have some new ones to show you. Bucket my friend. of Blood is small, but it's really well curated. Um, well, of course they have books in there too. They have all yep, kinds. They of have stuff. all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, um, it's a good. So it's like, a great store. We go with like my buddy Scott. He likes the books. Yeah, he has, he's not really a music buyer. But uh, the other thing was, the other one, uh, you really can't go wrong with Reckless. I mean, it's not a perfect record store, but they got a lot of cool stuff in there. Reckless well, is a good place. Well, that's a great strip too. Walking down Milwaukee yeah. there, because um, yeah, you've got Reckless, you've got. Uh, Belmont Army Surplus. You've got a you've got a lot of cool things. Sugar Records. There's a lot of cool stuff to yep. look at down that down that row. Um, I actually made a list of uh, all the Chicago record stores that. There's only a couple I haven't been to. Um, but it's funny. Five of them are in Milwaukee, which is hmm. funny. So from Sugar Reckless, but, uh, well, record record breakers, record breakers, yeah, yep, but Uncle. they're not all walkable necessarily. No, you, but if you're driving down Milwaukee, that's a, a you'd be stopping every two minutes. Um, 
Tone Deaf, which I've been to, which was really good. You will love See, that's, that one. See, that's like a punk metal place, right? Yep, See, it I is. Hit that one. And then there's this new one that just opened uh, called Graveface. And our good friend Aaron, the caricaturist, told me about this place. Hmm. So the thing about Graveface is um, the guy who owns it, it's very well curated. It's small, I guess. I've never been there. Uh, a punk and a punk post-punk uh, stuff like that so different sections well curated but he also has a John Wayne Gacy museum in the basement and all kinds of like mm, circus curity uh, oddities and, and curiosities so do you have whatever. to pay to get into that or is it guided tour how does that work I'm not quite sure actually I think you might have to pay to get into the Gacy exhibit um, but anyway I, just I mean I hate to I hate to get too fixated on one particular serial killer but <laughs> yeah well Chicago could be interesting you know? yeah <laughs> so uh, anyway Anyway, so that's one I want to go to called Graveface, and that's on Milwaukee as well. So I've got 11 or 12 on this list. So hmm. the, uh, when you're here for the uh, There's for the no Dead way Boy we're show. that many. I'm going to go broke. I'm going to get divorced. Right. Well, we probably wouldn't have time anyway because there's so goddamn many, and they're different parts of the city. Yeah. But, well, yeah, and our we'll buddy Alan wants to take us to a different one that I've never heard of either. So Well, that's way out in the fucking boonies, though. So Yeah. Yeah. But no, it should be cool, man. It should be cool. Yeah, so we got that. So you're coming in for that. That's the Dead Boys show, and then you're also coming in for the Black Flag show in November, right? Well, it's funny. The I don't I don't know what, what what's going to happen with the Black Flag show. If I'm just or I'm sorry, the Dead Boys show. If I'm just going to meet you over there, because you were talking about spending the night. It, hotels are right across the street. Very reasonable, pretty nice place. So it's kind of a no brainer, honestly. Um, but. I don't know if we'll come in. I don't know if we'll try to come in a day early and do some stuff or what, because there was a rumor that one of our other buddies might be playing at a small club in Chicago yep. on Friday. So. That's right, at Liars, yeah. If that if that comes through, we'll do that. Um, but So it's interesting, right? So the day after, so that, that Black Flag show is in November. It's on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And there was a show announced on Friday. It makes me laugh because you are, like, the biggest Teenage Bottle Rocket fan I know probably. Yep. And this show will really test your loyalty to that band because it's at your least favorite venue yep. and they're opening for a band that you don't care about. You're right. Yep. And the fact of the matter is, like, I'd be... Uh, so So with that show, so Teenage Bottle Rock is going to be over MXPX at the House of Blues in Chicago. Yep. So it's a nightmare on multiple fronts. Downtown. Yep. The venue kind of sucks. The beers are $15. Um and you know, of course, Bottle Rocket gets you know maybe forty five minutes, right? Because they're playing first. I wouldn't mind seeing MXPX. I've never seen them. I don't love them, but I wouldn't mind seeing them. Um, yeah, I don't really know them at all. They've kind of gotten that main guy. I think his name is Michael Herrera or some Mike Herrera or something like that. He seems like he's like kind of a punk rock celebrity. Like everybody, I think that he's pretty popular. Like I think he's almost better known than the band at this point. Hmm. Okay. Now, but, were, they, were, uh, they, were they Christian or something? Do I remember something about that? Yeah, yeah, they were. They played on Tooth and Nail. But once again, you know, much, I think, in the same way, like, you know, I asked the same question of the Huntington's dude. I don't, I'm not saying they're not now, but I don't, they were never real aggressive about it. They don't they sing like about striped, it, okay, right. They were like Stripe or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like throwing the yellow and black <laughs> Bibles out the crowd and all that. Most the pity, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, 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 I mean, they were just, but they were fairly wholesome, I would say. You know, there wasn't, yeah. That just that just seems like a bad a, a bad venue for that. Uh, that just seems like remember when you were in town I didn't know once. They were that big. Well, when remember when you were in town once and like Lagwagon was playing House of Blues. Yeah. And it must have sold so badly that we went into Sugar Records and they were giving tickets away. 
Yeah. Um, I have a feeling this might be on the same well, you same keep your, verge you as that. Keep your, you keep your eyes down because I'm definitely interested in going for free, especially then if we bail halfway through the headliner, we won't feel bad. Yeah, the last time I was there was for the Interrupters and Masked Intruder, and that was I had a fun time that night. If you yes, I've heard the, the stories. I've heard the <laughs> stories, Neil. Yes. Yeah, but don't, I didn't have a fun time watching the Interrupters, but Masked Intruder were great. Um, they were very, very fun that night. Well, and like I said, I would go, you know, if it worked out okay. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't go, but if Reggie's had a good show, I'd go to Reggie instead, you know? Oh, for sure. I would go anywhere in the city rather than now as a blues. Thank you very much. That well, and, and, there's, that, it's not even, and it's in its downtowns. There's not even, like, anywhere else you want to go to drink, really. It's all yuppies down there. It's theater crowd or whatever. Um, you, know where, you, know, you know where Scott and I drank when we went down there? Um, don't know. Dick's Last Resort. I don't know. No, the Billy Goat. Oh, the Billy one, Goat. You went to the Billy one Goat. down okay. under the street. We yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of a cliche. You know, the whole was Saturday Night Live, SCTV, or not yeah. SCTV. Yeah, Saturday Night Live, yeah. Second City. Cheeburger, Cheeburger, yeah. Yeah, but it's just a dump, but I mean, it's cool. Dude, yeah. You know, they got cheeseburgers and they got beer. What else do you need? Pretty and much. That, and, it's not, and it's not $15 for a cheeseburger like it would be in House of Blues. Yeah, I don't think I've ever eaten at House of Blues, but... Oh, I did. I went there with uh, my good friend Mark. We went to see Necromantics and... Uh, I can't remember. It was, two, it was two psychobilly bands, and we ate at the restaurant before we went in, and that was expensive, and being in there was just a complete bummer, because that place is such a fucking drag. Oh, you can sit there if you want to sit in that stool right there. That's an extra $20. <laughs> you know? So, fuck that. Fuck that place. Well, it's funny, Neil, because I was looking at the the Dead Boys show at the Brower House, which yep. I have every intention of going to. But my normal show partner Scott is not going to be coming with me. <clears throat> so I'm actually not sure how I want to do that. I mean, if if, uh, if I'm I'm sure I'll figure it out. Either I'll bring somebody else, or I'll have somebody else will meet me up there, or whatever, or whatever. Or I'll have my own room, whatever. Yeah, I think that's fine. Whatever works out. But I notice over there, so it's. You know, it's like twenty five bucks for standing room only. You know, typical, right? Yeah, and we, can, and we can get a table for like fifty bucks, right, or something? No, it's like one hundred twenty five. Okay, for a table for four, or you can get two stools for fifty. It's actually cheaper with the fees and stuff to get two stools than it is to get one ticket or two tickets. Right. So I don't know, but how do they enforce that? It's like, hey, uh, dude, you're on my stool. <laughs> Well, they might. It might be like House of Blues. Maybe they've got I mean, House of Blues bounces. There's three freaking bands. I mean, I could stand up for three bands. Brief. Well, it's almost better to just to get the fucking table in, so you have somewhere to go to between bands to drink. It's your beer. nice to have a place to set your drinks and sit down between bands. It yes. is. I don't know, Neil. Are we at that point in life where we need to get a table? When I we go might. To this show? Sure. Why not? I might actually do that because then you know what? You know why? Because then Susie Moon and a band can come sit with us. That's why. Oh yes. Say? Always with you. But you are a devious one, Neil. You are a devious one. <laughs> No, I know the band as well, all right? I know oh, you Patty. mind if I pull my stool up to your table? <laughs> Excuse me, can I push in your stool? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. The Michael thing again, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. This, 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 this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. So, Punk Till I Die podcast. I'm sorry. Punk Till I Die 77 <laughs> at Gmail. Gmail. Yes. Punk Till I Die podcast group. Facebook. On Facebook is where the action is. We still have the Punk Till I Die page, but it's just not very versatile, so we just don't, other than posting new episodes, we don't really use it for much. We have well over a thousand uh, likes on that one. Yeah. yeah, and you can send us messages on there. You can you can DM us on there, and we will maybe eventually answer you. It, it, but you will get a great, like, uh, generic 
Mark Zuckerberg response if we don't get back <laughs> yes, to you fast says, enough. Yes, says, we are not Thank here you right for now. reaching out to us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. <laughs> yeah. We're not that polite. Yeah, that's I, not us. That's, an, that's a Facebook thing. I, I, I don't understand how this stuff works. You know, I was private messaging with one of our listeners who wanted to send us some send us some stuff and he did actually i want to give a shout out to uh ryan for the pivots oh yeah excellent. the two-sided t-shirts man very nice huh? yeah not that have you listened to the cd it's good yeah i've listened to it digitally i haven't listened to the i listened to it digitally they were a best of friends segment a while back or a best of spam or worst of spam or i don't remember what it was played a couple songs but yeah more more mailmen mailmen are super into us neil mailmen and people from Ohio, uh, iowa I, w- I wish they were mailmen would just get their fingers out and deliver the Morrissey album I'm waiting for. Please, get your fingers out, guys. Up in I six am weeks. On, six weeks. I, I'm waiting on one that's finally going to ship, and it was the... And it's got delayed. It was the new Mr. T Experience, Revenge of Sweet oh. and Sore mm-hmm. You, which yeah, I've yeah. been waiting on. That's supposed to ship any day now. Now, I also saw Neil. Now, one of the ones that's a joke because you've been waiting so long i mean it's six months a year i don't know what it is you've been waiting on the ramona's vinyl no i switch i told him i didn't want to wait for that anymore so he gave because it looks a, like it's finally ready to ship dude you should have held on a little longer no nah, it's okay i've lost interest he gave me a lot apu and uh, album instead but once they got it once they've got it in stock you can order it reorder yeah. it and maybe Whatever. maybe pete will t- you know because i was waiting so long maybe he'll take pity on me and just send me a copy anyway pete always takes care of us yeah good pete's old pete. a good pete's a good egg he is I'm not just saying that because he's from New Jersey and his uncle's in the mob and he'll uh, kill us. And, if he's, we and, he's keep bald, and he's bald, so his head looks like an egg. Is that why you're saying? Is he? That? I don't know. Um, I have no idea, to be honest. He wears, one, he wears a little cap. Might be hiding something under there. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? He plays high profile gigs wearing his Punk Till I Die t shirt. He does. Good man. I'm talking about Punk Till I Die t shirts, Tom. Where could they buy Punk Till I Die t shirts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Loud Pizza. Loudpizza.com. Look in the merchandise Loud pizza. section. There's the record part, yep. and then there's the merch, merch part. Merch, and uh, yeah, and they got mugs and all kinds of stuff. Yes, and if I you have. want a sweatshirt, I do have very few sweatshirts left, but I do have big sizes. So if you're a big boy out there, triple X or double um, X, um, I have sweatshirts for you. So reach out to me. $45 shipped in the States. So uh, let me know if you would like unless one of those gonna be before at, they're unless all Unless you're going to be at Black Flag or... Yep. Or, <laughs> yes, we don't want to get sued and beaten up. Um, no, no, I was going to say you could deliver them there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You should wear them at the Dead Boys. Oh, wear them. No, wear them to the Dead Boys? Yeah. Well, I'll, yep. my, I'll, I'll get my denim vest off for that. Okay. Um, no shirt underneath. But seriously, I have the sweatshirts, 45 bucks shipped, great deal. Um, and uh, yes, but I only have like eight left. So if you want one, let me know soon. Otherwise, Do you have I'll all sizes or are they just the big ones? I don't have any mediums and I don't think I have any larges. I think all I have is XL through XXX. Okay. So for the plus for the plus size fans. For the plus size fans, yeah, I thought we had more of them. And if not, we will be giving them to plus size plus size singers. singers. <laughs> yes. We know a couple of those. We do. It'll be so, all right. Yep. Any, anyway, um, you know what? I'll play my song as the my last song as the play out. Uh, I think okay. we can say goodbye. What do you think? I think I'm trying to I'm trying to think uh, if we're missing anything. I can't uh, imagine. Dude, we ran the gamut tonight from me bashing Foo Fighters drummers to Madonna to yeah, we've letters. been going a long time, haven't we? We have uh, minute an hour forty two, so probably two hours with, with songs. songs. Yep. Anyway, as always, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. It has it's been lovely, Thomas? Yes, so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming. I'll tell you what, man, October, I am busy in October. Busy. So, so I'm, and, and one of the things I'm going to keep under my hat, but 
I am going to be doing a little traveling in October. I'm going to be doing quite a bit of traveling in October, actually. So we'll uh, update that later. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, we're going to have lots of shows to talk about. Oh, we never did talk about record collecting, you know. But nah, we'll do that next time. Hold it. Next time, next allegedly. Time. Yeah. I yeah. think we're going to have quite a few guests coming up. So yeah, I don't know when the next time it'll just be the two the two of us, Neil. So. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see what happens. See what happens. Hopefully everyone enjoyed our interviews with uh, yes, Slow the Boys and uh Under nice from the Drowns. Yes. Yeah. Nice guests fall through. Yeah, it was nice. It's it's fun too that we have people second, third times. I think it's uh yeah, it's the good level to reconnect. Of, yeah. Well the reconnect with the level of familiarity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the first time we talked to Rev, we didn't really know him at all. The second time there was definitely a greater Yep. Like we're all buddies now, you know? More fun. Yeah, until I started dissing Billy Bragg again. Exactly. Or uh you know that fascinating end segment where you guys are talking about your favorite airline, European airlines. <laughs> people, people can relate you best. <laughs> yes. All right. Listen, it's been fun. It's been fun uh, riffing on these letters and yep. Taylor Hawkins and George Michael and Madonna and whatever. <laughs> lots of dead, lots of dead people dissing the dead. It's great. Exactly. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, everybody, right. yep. leave a little mark in your heart. Stay free. We'll stay open minded yeah smell you later everybody <laughs> this is going to be the fall by the way it's uh, the second single oh. it's the new thing from 1978 so uh, yeah some fall for you because I haven't played enough fall but anyway yep, you bye go. everybody smell yeah. you all later
man. It's game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a load of old shit. What a fucking rotter.